Welcome to another episode of HP Critical, a podcast where my friends and I talk all things gaming and anime sometimes, and maybe even movies, who knows, we just talk a lot of shit. Uh, we do, today, we do. I am joined by Brandon. Hey guys, what's up? Game. Good evening, humans. And Kelly. Hi everyone. It's um, not so, Friday, but it'll be okay. It's not Friday, but by the time you listen to this, mood. it will be either Friday or after Friday, depending on my life. Um, so you know, you're good. Only listening, Kelly is dressed as a Hufflepuff today, and it's super adorable. I and support it because Hufflepuff is great. Uh, now I have to, you know, obviously ask everyone's Hogwarts houses. Obviously, yeah. Hufflepuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Hufflepuff for me as well. Where are you, Drew? You go first. No, you go first. No, you go first. Technically, go technically third. All right, so I'm Gryffindor, although I'm really close to being Slytherin. I figured you're one of those. You're one of those. Well, I took the Pottermore test six different times, and six different times I got Gryffindor. So I am a true Gryffindor through and through. Oh, just like Pokemon, we're totally split. split. Yes, I love it. Oh, now I feel like I should be Slytherin. You guys know your Patronuses? I think that I totally forgot what it was. Mine is. It's a ginger cat. Yeah, mine's a ginger cat. I'm just gonna assume mine is a butterfly. And what was yours, Brandon? I forgot. I took oh. that the test weeks ago. <laughs> I got the largest mammal on the planet. <laughs> my Patronus is a blue whale. Oh my god. Nice. I'm not even joking. Bro, bro, hypothetically speaking, if you were in the Harry Potter world and you hit him with, with a blue whale, oh, you would get you would you would get like dementors away for miles. Yeah, the dementors would just disintegrate. <laughs> yeah. Like they like, just turn to like, ash. Yeah, it wouldn't we're, even we're need to be as good with it as Harry is, where he's just like he's able to like move it around about. You just need to conjure it for a second, and they're done. Yeah, because we we took we all took the test at the same time. It was, a, it was, a, um, it was in college. We're all taking the test. I'm like, oh yeah, let's check it out. And everyone's getting all these cute animals. Someone's like, oh my gosh, I got a unicorn. <laughs> Someone's like, I got a I got a horse. I got a badger. I got a someone got like a I think they got like a fox or something. I'm like, oh Gabe, what'd you get? I was like, I don't want to say it. And they're like, say it. I was like, I got a blue whale. They started making fun of me. <laughs> Hey, hey, that ain't nothing to make fun of. That's that's the the most efficient way to defeat uh, with a that's lot of dementors. And now, if it's one dementor, you know, it might be a bit excessive. It might be kind of overkill. But if you're if you're in that situation where Harry was next to the frozen lake, then you know what? That's that's the ideal situation for your Patronus. <laughs> so, I think mine was like a butterfly or an otter or some shit, but no one cares anymore. So, um, first of all. <laughs> I'm going to ask you guys, you know, what you're playing and how you've been at the end of this podcast, because I have a lot of new stuff to go through with my lovely friends. And the first thing that I wanted to talk about, actually, was the, I don't know if you guys have actually seen this, but the game um, from Forbes, the title is called Game Developer, has some harsh words for Xbox Series X and S. And um, these are the guys who made A Way Out. Um, and they were pretty oh, famous Ferris. for, hmm? Ferris, yeah. Thank you. Uh, he's pretty famous for his comments during the Game Awards. It was during the Game Awards. Mm-hmm. Right? Do you remember? Oh yeah, it was during the Game Awards. Yes, he he held up a middle finger just like this. He said, "Fuck the Oscars." That was his exact words, and he repeated it like three times. Like, and great. the and ever since he and ever since he said that on the Game Awards, and you know, of course, he was there to talk about a way out. Ever since that, he's been invited to every single Game Awards. Jeff Keighley has made a point to, to now. Nothing he has done has been as as like hilarious and shocking since then. But he's always an entertaining guy to listen to whenever he comes onto the Game Awards. Honestly, well, that was before this latest statement by him. And mm-hmm. Ferris had this to say. Um, 
and he was talking about the convoluted Xbox naming conventions. And he said, that's uh-huh. a fucking confusing name. What the fuck's going on with Microsoft? They're losing it, man. What the fuck is going on? Like Series S, X, Mex, Next. I mean, who knows this? <laughs> Come oh, on, man. madness. Call it Microsoft that guy's Box, great. and that's it. That's great, actually. They should just call it Microsoft Box. I agree. He tells it like it know. is, and that's, what, and that's what and that's what I like about him. Like he doesn't he doesn't sugarcoat shit. He says I don't know. It's a total fucking mess. Trust me, even them they're confused in their own offices. What is this XS? I don't know what the fuck. And he told that to um, IGN. I thought that was a great way to start the podcast off because yeah, I know that we've that always sounds like him. That. Yeah, we've always talked about the naming con- conventions for um, Xbox and how confusing it is, especially because I, I don't know if we actually brought this up, but there was that point where they sold out of the series s no no oh my god they sold out at the of the old xbox the xbox one s i think people thought they were getting series x's oh what yeah a, and what a sad and state of affairs part of me is like wow that's genius <laughs> like sell out of all your old consoles by confusing people enough that they buy the old one while also trying to buy the new one right. because then they're gonna right. have to go buy the new one eventually anyway and now you've just double dipped in one family unless they return it but i mean how many people want to go through that hassle anyway he thought to call it the microsoft box how do you guys feel about the microsoft box Microsoft. I don't. Okay. 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 I like okay. Microbox I for short. I like Microbox. That. Sounds micro sounds cool. I no. Hold, no. Hold on. But I don't want the. Here's the thing. First off, let me just get this out of the way. I don't know if that was an actual name he wanted it to call. I think he was just like, this is so ridiculous. And even something as yeah. simple as this would be better. So I don't know if that was an actual like submitted name. But the yeah, second thing was, um, regardless of what they would call it, it like um, I. Do I do think that now they can't really get away from the Xbox branding specifically? Like whatever they would call it, the Xbox has to be in there somewhere. Otherwise, if they would call it like the Microbox, as cool as that is, that would there, there's so many people that that would just like lose the plot at that point. I think. Like the I think I, 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 the fact that it's an Xbox system, like the like there's I don't know, it's like once you once you establish a name, it becomes like it's hard it's hard to shake it off without losing some serious business along the way. And I don't know, considering that, you know, they're already having an uphill battle to face when it comes to, like, you know, games and schools like that. I don't know if that's a risk that they can really afford to take. Well, um, thanks, Brandon. I was totally just being an asshole and joking about it, but that was a very serious explanation, and I agree with everything you said. <laughs> it's the name conventions now. Yeah. Um, Gabe, did you want to... They, they, they can change the uh, um, series conventions. Xbox name, but, like, I think... We're it's it's at that port again. We're moving according to you know the you know Sony and Microsoft and you know Nintendo. We're moving into that age of you know new gaming. Um, I think it's okay you know to you know rebrand yourself a little bit. Um, because again it is confusing. The Xbox, Xbox One S X, and you know then you have also have the Xbox Series X. And I think you know when we get to that point, fingers crossed, where you know you can buy an Xbox series x in store you know I, I, yeah i had to think about it for a second in store um because there's enough stock um you don't you know for, for the sake of just making things easier you don't want to you know you don't want someone to go and confused like they did when they were ordering it online and ask you know the employee for an xbox one x and all of a sudden they have the wrong system whatever so you know i think if if, if you want to move forward with you know this new era of gaming it's okay to change it a little bit. You know, you can admit that your names are a little confusing and just, you know, go off from there. Do something new. I wouldn't agree. <laughs> I, the, the, the micro box, 
I feel like if they did name it that, they would have to make a smaller box. But I right would totally now, be down for that. Have you guys seen the an like, Xbox um, mini console would be interesting? Yes. Have you seen like mini PCs that are just like cubes, like or like GameCube stuff? I, have, I would yeah. love an Xbox. There's actually like a little. I saw a video on Instagram. It was like a. It, I don't know if it was. It, it was fan made, but like it was like a portable like Xbox. They, they they didn't give it a name, but like it was it oh, literally flipped it up. Like yeah, it flipped yeah, like a little handheld. I, it was ugly, but the, the but the thought is there. <laughs> like you know, it's not the same as a mini PC. Like I love mini PCs. I either want a really nice, Microsoft. beautiful tower like that's glowing, or I want a small square that's like super cute. Um, and I would love for it to be called a microbox, patented by Kelly. There you go. It's yeah. done. Pay us, Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Funny. speaking of uh, being able to buy a Series X in store today, I know Gabe, you wanted to talk about this because today they had another wave of pre-orders, and for some reason, I don't know if it's because people still are just not buying Xbox as much as um, PS5s, or I don't know if it's the way that they're doing it. But it, it, from what I saw, to me, it very much seemed like the Xbox Series X was way more available than the ps5 today it was really weird like they had multiple times where the xbox was up available not as a bundle just as it is and like you could just buy it as as far as ps5 as far as i saw it was just a bunch of bundles and nonsense so gabe do you want to talk shit again actually really quick before i do i was (laughs) i was actually today as i was attempting to buy the ps5 um i was working um I was working a flight and I'm in the, you know, I'm inside the plane, whatever. And I'm moving bags, I'm moving bags with one hand and I have my phone in the other hand. And I like, I, like there's like a, 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 a like a, a span of seconds. I think it was about five seconds, five to 10 seconds where in my head, I was like, you know what? I talk so much about video games and, you know, I have a computer that I, you know, I play steam games. I have a PS five, I have a switch. I've never had an Xbox. Maybe right. maybe if I switched my mind over to an Xbox, this would be a lot better. But that quickly uh, went away because um, <laughs> I just all of a sudden got mad again because GameStop and Walmart, for the life of them, can't figure out how to properly retail a new console to customers. And I get it. You know, having a website is hard. Have, having a, a store website is extremely hard. Um, times are still hard. We still have a... a a freaking virus to deal with but when someone has an item in their cart and they're already going through the checkout process your item should not go out of stock there's you, you, you have to be smarter than that you have to put a small hold on the item whatever it is you know a time limit 45 seconds a minute because first of all your site's already running slow because of the heavy traffic so that's number one that that's you figure that part out first but then if I'm sitting there and I'm willing to pay you my money and as soon as I hit checkout, you tell me your item is out of order, that's just – I don't – I know me saying something isn't going to do anything about it. But if they were, if I had – if a genie came out of nowhere and gave me my three wishes, I 100% at this time and moment, one of my wishes would be get GameStop and Walmart to figure out their shit online because yeah. – as much as people love buying from them and going to them to buy stuff, they fucking suck. 
we've had so many options to purchase from them and I just keep hearing every time so many complaints it's like how long do y'all have to do this before you eventually get better and and according to what you were telling us earlier it just sounds like they've gotten worse which is crazy like learn reach out learn from another company or something like at this yeah, point yeah like and, and and it's not that no one has figured it out because you know Sony has their cues and yeah you know maybe the cues are I mean, a little, the cues they, they're a long wait. Yeah, but exactly. But they were they were. And mm-hmm. Best Buy from Adrell was telling me they, you know, they give you they give you the little grace period when it gets into your cart. And again, you know, it's just I know as a company, Walmart and GameStop, especially GameStop, because they were very close to being bankrupt. Um I, I know you want your money and you want it now, call JT Wetworth, but also like believe it or not for however long we've been doing this uh this podcast i've been waiting for a moment to say that don't ask me why i've just been waiting for a jg wetworth moment i don't know why but um but yeah like yeah again i know you want your money but you gotta as weird as it is to say especially in the times we live in because we do live in corporate america where you know corporate is you know america no, honestly, yeah, fuck corporate America. But like, <laughs> at least try to keep the facade that you wanna, you know, you wanna. What the hell is that word called? Oh, there goes my mind again. See, I use the word facade, and then every other smart cell in my brain just shut down. You used it all up. Yeah, you used like, all your vocabulary. You, at least, at least, at least keep up the facade that you wanna appease to your customers, and yeah, you wait, wanna wait, act like you care about appease? them. Bro, I'm telling you, once I use one small big word, I'm done. I'm done. You're killing me. So I want to take this a little more personal for this next story and this next conversation. Wait, can I say something really quick? Oh, yeah, sure. It has to do do kind of with the naming and with the new new consoles before we switch over. I was thinking about this on my drive earlier. If PlayStation and Xbox ever, you know, coordinated, like, a... a a hybrid console would you think it would be called the playstation x or the xbox station first of all 100% they'd be going with the playstation first 100% okay you always have to put your only because you gotta put your biggest product forward more people just like in general more of the population has playstation than xbox okay okay. so why would you not yeah it'd be like a playstation x or like the ps xbox they can't call it the PS. They can't couldn't call it the PSX. So that's the thing. If well, they call it the PSX box, it's gonna be the PlayStation I Xbox. The that's so PSX is not happening anymore. Probably not. Is that still happening? I don't I know what you're like, talking about. All right. Well. Anyway, moving on <laughs> because I don't know either, and I don't want to spread false information. So I do want to get a little personal with you guys this time um, with a story over from Polygon.com. Written by Ashley Berry Biancuzzo. I'm so sorry if I said your name wrong. And it's titled Breath of the Wild Zelda Broke the Mold and Helped Me Do the Same. Princess Zelda's self-determination helped me come to terms with my bisexual identity. I'm not asking you, Marie, to come out on the podcast. But, <laughs> but if you did, that would make for great uh, podcast material. So podcast It sure would. Guess which one of us happens to... Never mind. Uh, never mind. Don't <laughs> start <laughs> Anyway, so I wanted to read a part of this and ask if you guys, well, I'll get to it. So 
At the beginning of the article says, quote, when it comes to the Legend of Zelda franchise, the Princess of Hyrule has a specific role in life that she must play. Not only does she embody the goddess of wisdom, but she's also royalty. So she's expected to be clever, poised, and traditionally feminine. Rarely does she want something different for herself, but in the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, Zelda struggles with the role she was born into. Unable to unlock her inner sealing power and meet her father's lofty expectations, the world seems to be against her at every turn. Despite these pressures, she finds sanctuary in her chosen family and her inner strength. That's why I relate to her as a bisexual woman. She helped me see my own worth and value, um, end quote. I'm not going to go on uh, more about that. Also, I am not a bisexual woman. I'm reading this article. <laughs> I'm not talking about myself. Um, just, I mean, there's nothing. Uh, never mind. Uh, so actually, I'm going to read a little bit more. A quote, it says, in the old games, Zelda was more like your stereotypical princess. Usually you'd find her dressed to the nines inside Hyrule Castle or trapped in some dungeon. In Breath of the Wild, Zelda's often outside in the fields, nerding out about a frog or rare flower. As someone who loves to talk incessantly about some mind-boggling video game or thought-provoking book, I totally get it. I love sharing my passions with closer friends in the world at large. Whether she's learning about the local flora and fauna or the ancient guardians, knowledge is the thing that drives her and fills her with purpose. The more excited she gets about a new discovery, the faster she, the faster she talks, but Zelda doesn't always feel comfortable expressing her authentic self. And that's the part I wanted to get to. So, um, uh, and that's the end of the quote. You guys should also read the rest of the article for whoever's listening. Free plugs for Polygon, you're welcome. Um, so I, I wanted to read that and ask you guys if there's ever been a character or an experience that has like just touched you in a way that made you realize something about yourself. Ooh, that's a load of questions. A deep one. one. I know. I don't suppose anyone's got an example right off their head, do they? Because I got I actually do got to think about that. Uh -huh. I actually do got to think about that because I'm sure I am positive. Like with all the years I played games that I could think of at least a few examples to do it, but I gotta think about that because there's there's I've played many games. I can give you my two examples. One of them sure, is go ahead. um Sora. He's so annoying. But um, wait. Also, like, <laughs> Continue. Be a little annoying. But um, a little also just whoa. Damn, dog pile. Yes, you see. Um, I, but also Sora, just because he's he's a character who obviously is gay. I don't care what anyone says. You can tell me he loves Kyrie. He's clearly in love with Riku, so I relate. Um, but seriously, <laughs> on a more serious note, Sora is a, a person who really just gets his power from his friends, and like he's all about friendship, and he's like the anchor to connect people together. And a lot of times I see myself as that personality that brings a lot of different people together for, you know, a certain purpose. And I think throughout life, I found myself to be comparable to Sora in that sense where I've kind of just brought all my friends together for, you know, friendship and happiness and really good moments. And whether we disagree or we agree, you know, it's always just like my friend, my power per se comes from my um, friendship in a way that I think Sora expresses. And he's always optimistic. And I try to be very optimistic. And I'm just like, look at this little annoying ass boy. I love him. So like, I'm a huge Sora fan because of it. Also, he's just like, Haley Joel Osment's really cool. Um, just yeah. because, you know, he's cool. <laughs> and like, he's played in yeah. Sora and it's got Final Fantasy and it's got um, uh, Disney. And it's just like the whole amalgamation of that. So I really, I really relate to Sora in that way. That's why I have so many Kingdom Hearts tattoos. Oh my God. Stupid Sora. Um, and the other one is Anta Kamiki from uh, Persona 5, which I'm not going to spoil because Thank I know you. that Gabe's playing through it and um, he probably has not gotten there yet. 
But Brandon, I'm sure you know because I've talked about this before. I've written you've, about you've, this before. We've talked about it. Yeah, you've written. Yes, yes, that too. Um, she is a character who I've never seen a character in a video game that tackles certain situations in such a realistic way, and you know, mm-hmm. yes, I, that really resonated with me because like the things that this girl goes through are crazy, but. Um, you know, just internalizing things and feeling like, you know, everything's your fault, even when it's not and doing things to protect friends that, you know, are going to, you know, hurt you in the end. And like the way that that is just the way that that is portrayed definitely helped me find out things about myself when playing the game. And that's why she will probably forever be my favorite character, despite all the other bullshit um, for her like personal story. That sure. that um that first part I think is the most out of all those stories is probably the most impactful because of the way that it was handled with you know this female character and the things that she goes through and it's just like it was such a touching moment for me I think I'm pretty sure I cried multiple times I love on and I'm done those are my three examples you guys had time to think so your turn uh okay <laughs> uh it's hard. if you have you um, don't have to have no like I I feel like I probably could think of something more from like um a movie or a book or something yeah, for sure for sure but like maybe not a game because to be honest i mean i usually play like first person shooters it doesn't yeah. really apply um the games that i've played god am i really gonna stick with the harry potter theme right now fuck yeah i mean you're all yeah. there yes i mean honestly i'm just gonna say i don't want to be so like lame but i'm gonna pick hermione granger like legit i i like a smart woman, mm-hmm. but I do have problems with her being with Ron. Sorry, spoiler alert. That What's is wrong disgusting. With gingers? Same. It's not, no, it's okay. Ron. It's not. It's gingers, not it's because he's a ginger. Okay, he looks all right, but he's like, he treated her like shit the whole time. Like, and then acts like. Uh. Anyways, she should have been with Victor Crumb. I will die on the hill. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. I will die I on was it. With you until that. What? Oh, wow. Like, Wait, no. hold on, hold on. I'm sorry, now, she had now, better pairings. Now, 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 she had now, way now better pairings. Now that it's processing in my mind, it's like, yeah, that would have been fine. Victor Crumb. No, if she had like, up with anybody. Was really nice. She wins but in the She was so head. sweet to Hermione. But yes, she thought he, he was, was an so idiot. Nice. But I don't think that he was an idiot. He was just quiet. There was a language barrier. Yeah, but How she, she like thought him. he was an idiot. That's what I mean. Like, she didn't like him. She should have been with Harry. Honestly, I don't know. Yeah, I think I, she I'm should a, have been with Neville. about Harry and Ginny. I, I, See, I somebody, enjoyed it. Yeah, I yes. don't know. No, I don't I like Ginny. Ginny's so annoying. She's not even like... I feel like Ginny's really annoying. No. She's a uh, throwaway character. I just okay. think that... Yeah. Yeah. Nah. Hermione could have had a really good life. Movies that are bad. If we're talking movie Ginny, I would have agreed with you, but book Ginny, nah. Go ahead, Kelly. I'm sorry. Hermione could have had a really good life with Victor Crumb. I'm just saying. That rich... Uh, you know, I'm just saying, snitch getting money, whatever. (laughs) I mean, yeah. Um, I'm just saying, whatever. Um, he could have provided well for Hermione. Anyway, (laughs) she provided for herself. All right. Um, but I'm just okay. I think that because whenever I went back to school, actually, I was like, I started rereading Harry Potter, and Mm -hmm. I was taking like these advanced math classes, and I was really struggling, and then I started reading Harry Potter, and I would pretend like I was doing arithmetic when I was doing math, and I actually did really good in math, you know, and I I think like I just 
probably just relate to her more than anybody just because like wasn't really I don't know she was just the smart one it was really just that's all it was and like they saved her ass she has male friends which I always had male friends whatever I don't have any female friends I don't feel like so I mean I relate to that um but like the whole Ron thing I cannot I just even (laughs) any of the other people mentioned here I'd be like okay yes but not Ron like yeah she had other options. Yeah, um, I agree. So that's the only thing. I think that was a disservice to the character. I know that's not what we're talking about, but I just want to make it known. That's how I feel. Um, <laughs> but I think that would be the most relatable character that I can think of on short notice um, in a fantasy world. Um, probably her, just because I. she wasn't like afraid to be smart. She didn't care that she was a nerd. She just was like, whatever. I'm smarter than you, and I'm going to get your ass out of trouble whenever I need to. And she did. Yeah, I think her and Neville are really two great examples of being who you are. Yeah. Even more so than Harry, because he was trying to be everybody else. So, okay. well, don't argue well, this point with me. I don't want this to become a, a Harry Potter themed <laughs> podcast, okay? Like, don't do it. I'm I love how it kind of already like... is. <laughs> Dude, hi, everybody, and welcome to Hogwarts Mystery Podcast, where we talk so much shit about Harry Potter. Be good. And the trash ass author. What? Oh, facts. Oh, we um, already had a podcast on that. Yeah. So, uh, Brandon Gates on Yeah, Shatner. I got one. I, yes, I did. I did think of two examples. Um, one is an example. I did, I did come up with a game example. I'll say that one in a second. But I'll start with piggybacking on the Harry Potter thing because there is actually a character. And you mentioned him a second ago, Neville Longbottom. Because specifically You're his transformation. Yes. Oh well, I used, to, I used to be. Okay. So. I was like, that's hold- so good. I love Neville. <laughs> I love Neville too. I love him because I love his transformation throughout the books because, you know. In the beginning, he had a, a really hard time expressing himself to anybody. Like, he had ideals. He had things he wanted to do. But he had a really hard time, like, connecting that. And that was very much me. Like, I was once upon a time incredibly, incredibly, incredibly shy. I could not get points across to save my damn life. But over time, I, like, over, you know, high school where I took, like, band class. And then Ooh. in college when I started taking, like, theater classes. I learned, and speech classes as well. I learned to really be able to express myself better. Now, I'm still, I would still not say I'm like a big social butterfly. Like if there's like a big party, I'm not exactly like a party person by any means, but I'm more, I'm more okay with like expressing myself and stuff like this. I don't think I could do a podcast like this or stream if I didn't go this through the same kind of evolutions that I did over my life, honestly. So you're going to make Joe I respect- cry. <laughs> I, I see it. Like he has a moment. <laughs> yeah, I just don't- <laughs> He literally had to walk away. He literally had to be so overwhelmed. But all that to say, all that to say, like, I enjoy Neville's journey. Like, in many ways, like, if you're really paying attention, like, the movies kind of did it, but not as much. But the books almost had him as, like, a secondary protagonist. Because even while Harry was going through all his um, storyline things and the camera was kind of focused on him, I mean, camera is, like, in terms of with the book, whatever. Um, You were also seeing how Neville was improving as a character. And it all culminated by the end where, you know, he was kind of a kind of badass by the very end. Now, I would not purport to say that I'm kind of a badass, but all that to say that he learned how to really express himself as he go forward. And I feel like I'm still going on the journey. Like, I don't think anyone's journey is always necessarily complete by any means. Mine's isn't. But I like, you know, I relate to him because he's grow as a character and, you know, so did I. 
Now, that's my book and movie character. The second one is a bit more of a curveball because it is nothing like Neville Longbottom at all. Um, have any of you played the video game Catherine? No, but I know all the characters. Okay. So I didn't realize this until I bought Catherine, like, almost 2021. So maybe not, not a full decade, but it's a good years ago. The original version that was on PS3. Um that game, I think a lot of people can relate to that game if you play it because the main character Vincent Brooks, he he's a he's like a middle-aged man, like which is very uncommon, like a middle-aged man that just like he doesn't know where he wants to go in his life. Like he has a girlfriend named Catherine with a K, but then his in his life a girl named Catherine with a C comes into his life, and Wait. both girls off. What's up? Is this just yeah, the Catherine, plot of Wuthering Heights? <laughs> I never I don't know Wuthering Heights. Okay. <laughs> But anyway, yeah. So these two, the, each of these two, these two Catherines offer a very different form of life for Vincent. Catherine with a C is a, is very wild, spontaneous. Offers him a lifetime where he, a life of where he can pretty much have complete freedom and whatever he wants to do. Whereas Catherine with a K offers him more of a life of like order because she wants to get married and have kids, like a rigorous lifestyle. And like on the surface, you may have an idea. Of which, what, like, if you're playing the game, you might have an idea of which Catherine you want to, you know, end the story with. But throughout the course of the game, you get a lot of like decisions. Like, they just force like, would you rather this or this throughout the entire game? You're given all these like moral decisions, and then depending on how you answer, there's like a little, there's like a little meter that'll go either left or right depending on what choice you make. And then by the end of it, it's like, whoa, hold on, hold on. I, I maybe I wasn't this way. Maybe I was the other way. And here's the thing. The game actually at the ending will punish you for not being true to yourself. Like, if you had made up in your mind at the beginning of the game, I want to be with Catherine of the K, but all of your choice in the game skewed toward Catherine of the C, but you still pick K, then Catherine, K, Catherine of the K will look at you and like, no, this is not you. You're not being true to yourself. And then she just leaves your ass. Like, the Catherine that you choose that, doesn't, that, that you did not make your choice according to will leave your ass at the end of the game if you didn't if your choices didn't align with your choice. The only way to get the really good ending is to make all the decisions towards the Catherine you want. So all that to say, that game taught me a lot about myself because as a, as a young, I had a very like um, idea of what I wanted for romance, but like going forward and playing the game, like I got like a lot of insight into me and that, that actually helped me like understand myself better as, as, as a person knowing what, what I would do in certain situations. Okay. And I really do want to play the Catherine Full Body, which is the new version that came out, because it has a third girl, which is completely different from the other two, apparently. And I don't know in Rin. what way. Rin, oh, yes, Rin. I know what way. Oh, my God. I, I have not looked up any spoilers. At some point, I'm going to play that game. And, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting. I really know because it was a big deal at the time, and I'm not going to spoil you. But uh, Rin okay. is very different from Catherine and Catherine. I okay. would hope so. Her name is completely different. Rin is a nickname, as far as I know. Like, apparently she's still a Catherine, but Rin is uh, just, like, short and short. Yeah. Uh, Rin's definitely someone. Uh, so the yes. Reason, the reason that I literally was tearing up is because, Brandon, I've known you probably for about five years now, and I've literally about seen the progression that you're talking about. So, like, it's... Oh. It's very, like, when you said you're Neville, I was like, oh, my God, yes. Like, the Brandon that I knew, like, from five years ago and the Brandon that I, that I know right now have, like, evolved 
um, a lot. And you're definitely like one of those, um, what did you call them? Precursory heroes or whatever the fuck. I don't know what you said, whatever. It was all great. And I was like, oh my God, this is totally Brandon. Like I've seen your, your own evolution. And I was like, I'm a child who can't keep his emotions. <laughs> Well, thank you. Um, that, that does mean a lot. Fault. That does mean a lot to me. It's my own fault for bringing this shit up. I just, you know, it's my it own really fault. Was. I'm a very emotional piece of shit. So, um, yeah, Gabe. Don't make before me cry, I go on, because oh, I'm not gonna make you cry. I'm gonna make you laugh at me. But before I say my, because I have like <laughs> five characters. Um, oh I, my oh, god! Shit, you, five? You, you, you know how much time I had to think. Um, but oh, you were, before yeah, I okay. go, um. I just want to say we passed the 21st hour of the 21st minute of the 21st century of the 21st year of that century. Nice. Real fact. Um, and the only time, well, well, not the only time, but if you can somehow make it to 21, 22, um, you'll be able to experience that again. At uh, somehow o'clock. make it? Yeah. Uh, first of all, you already have a messed 22. up knee. Put this in a time capsule so you can send it to the people that will make it to that year. I mean, facts. So if y'all haven't seen me around, it's because I'm dying. Okay. Because right. my knee's fucked up. Maybe get some more sleep. Remember us as we were. Sleep is not a thing. What is that? And that's that's what. Sleep. Okay, all right. You don't sleep. All right, um, let's tell, tell me about these characters. Leave me well, obviously, one of my first characters, I'm sorry to say for no, any of my no. friends that are listening to this, no, actually, um, I'm not going to be choosing a Harry Potter character, even though everyone knows I love it. Um, but one of my, you know, one of the people that I've kind of drawn a connection to, and it could be because I've played this character's game a thousand times, but uh, it's like the article writer, it's Breath of the Wild, but it's Link. Um because there's always been... Hold on, Jarrell. I'm getting there. Don't give me that look. He's not even, like, a person. And <laughs> like... that's, where I'm, that's what I was going to talk about. Because okay. usually when we play, a, uh, you know, a Zelda game and Link's... That, uh, pro- well, not when Link, but, you know, Link's the protagonist. He's always been silent. The only time he's ever really had, you know, quote-unquote dialogue um, has to be, I think, Skyward Sword. Where you were given, you know, given options of how to respond to a certain situation. And that's the only time you ever really saw him have a, like, again, quote-unquote, voice of his own. Um, but if you play through Breath of the Wild, and listen, the game's been out for four years. So I want to say spoiler warning, but at the same time, oh I kind of don't. He's going to spoil me. Um, there's, there's, um, there's a specific memory that you collect. Oh, no, sorry. It's not a specific memory. Actually, it is part of memory. But if you look, um, if you go into uh, Princess Zelda's study... She has a Jerome, you can listen to this. It's not that big of a spoiler. <laughs> um, if you go into Princess Zelda's study, I love how he's plugging his ears like he doesn't have AirPods on right now. <laughs> <laughs> when you go into his study, um, and you read one of uh one of her diaries, she actually goes on to say that, you know, there was one day that she was out in the field, or whatever, and she asks Link, like, why are you always like, why don't you talk? Why don't you say anything? And he explained to her, you know, it had a lot to do with he felt like he had so much pressure on him and he, you know, all eyes are on him. So he doesn't he it, to paraphrase it, basically, he doesn't to him talking and conversing and showing, you know, emotion and participating with everybody else is is a distraction from where he's going, you know, from what he has to do. And I know that sounds really deep and all, but like it's it's kind of something that I've always respected about Link is him being quiet because no matter how quiet he is and given he does always have, you know, 
his partner for help in Breath of the Wild, he doesn't. Um, he, you know, he he takes things on alone, and you again, maybe it's because he doesn't have a voice, but you never really hear him complain. And you know, there's a, there's a lot of times. What? So that's because he's snarky as shit when he does talk. He can be actually. Real quick, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, a smart ass. he's a smart he ass. He's a smart ass. He is a smart ass. He actually is. And if you look and if you play Age, uh, Age of Calamity, he'll have his smart ass moments when he's meeting the other champions. But um, but again, like there, you know, there's been times in my you know life where I I feel alone, but like. I got to stick it out because that's the only way to move forward. And, you know, I've always respected that. Because when you look at the other characters, a lot of the other main characters in Zelda, you know, you have Ganondorf, who he's usually the main villain. He always has the Triforce of Power. He has, you know, he has all this magic in him. He can transform into a fucking, I'm not going to say pig. It's more of a warthog. Yeah, more of a warthog. Are you telling me that the only black guy in the game turns into a pig? And the only black that's actually too. No, he has the ability to. Do yeah. <laughs> no, okay. um, and you know, and Princess Zelda, Princess Zelda has you know all her magic and all that stuff. And then you have usually this orphaned boy who he just wakes up one morning. It's like, hey, you got to save the entire land. And obviously, yeah. you know, my situations aren't the same. I don't have to save the entire country, God forbid. But like, you know, you, you no, wake up and you're die. like, I have to overcome it. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> No, the country no. depends on Gabe. Oh you can't God. even pre-order a PS5, Gabe. We can't trust you to save the country. You know, I was going to make a PS5 <laughs> joke, too, but it was more about, like, he can't be a hero because he's out here punting little boys. Right. See, that was, that, that's a good argument for me not being able to save the country. I'd probably kick off baby. Oh um, but, you know, it's always, it's always, you know, waking up, not waking up, like, you know, always, you know, overcoming things by yourself. So I've always, you know, connected with him about that um my that. other character hey, okay, yeah real quick really before good. you continue really real quick before you continue um i was just gonna just point out that i do like that breath of the wild is like the to my knowledge maybe I, maybe there's a zelda game i've missed and that's possible but i think that breath of the wild is like the first game that really explained why link just chooses not to talk like i so i thought that was a pretty cool detail when i also said that read that diary and what you were talking about like ganondorf a second ago this is not ganondorf is not a character i relate to but one thing i'll take i'll say is that ganondorf and wind waker specifically i think he's the first villain that i ever encountered in any kind of medium that had like a backstory in which you would almost almost sympathize with the villain it was like the first villain i've ever encountered personally where you realize that sometimes the villain, you understand why villains do things. Like every a good villain is a hero in their own minds. And Ganondorf, yeah. Wind Wa- the Wind Waker Ganondorf, at the very end showed that. And I never really saw that in other villains until then. Like of course after that, I started seeing it in all kinds of medium. But that's the first time I really noticed it. Anyway, starting to agree. I would want to agree about that. But uh, there's a certain villain named uh, Anakin Skywalker that uh, I sympathize with him. Well, um, I that. saw that I saw that movie after Wind Waker. Man, I mean, I Revenge of the Sith specifically. That is what I'm saying. All I know What's is that? that the older I get, the more I'm just like these villains are not the problem. It's really not. <laughs> it's <laughs> no, not, not the villain. Some villains like, are so relatable that I'm that, like, if you would just leave them alone, a lot of this stuff wouldn't happen. Like, that's 100% true though. Like. Okay. I will not go into spoilers for anyone listening to this podcast, 
But Attack on Titan is kind of going through that right now, and that's all I'm going to say about that. Oh, yeah. That is a huge spoiler. That's no, I, I get, I'm giving no well, context. Kidding, I have no idea. Okay. Uh, I, what's your next one? I got to move on. My, Come on. My number two character actually is Naruto. I just had to switch oh, yeah? it up. My first, my first was actually going to be Naruto, but since you I said it, I was like, I'll switch it up. Wow. Um, and it, you know, it's it's like the it's I'm gonna say the opposite of me, but it's like Jarrell said, it's about the friendship stuff. And you know, the older you get, the older you get, the more you realize it's a lot easier to you know just ask for help. It's okay, like you know, you start off and you always want you like I want to do this by myself. I want people to recognize that I did it by myself. I want people to realize like oh he can do all this shit by himself. But then like you know you hit a certain bump and it's like. It's okay to ask for help. You know, if I want to get to where I want to be, I 100% need to ask people to help me because there's going to be people that have different views that I have, people that have different skills that I have, you know, that I'm going to need their help, you know, to achieve my goal. Um, so, and then, Jarrell, are you okay? I have something to say. You can go ahead and say because I was going to move on to my third character. I And I'm going to make it really quick because I know that we've been on this for a minute. But um, one of the reasons that I am looking like that is because I said this. I hate the character trope where the main character is not able to ask for help or doesn't want help because they want to do shit on their own. And that's exactly what you're talking about. And that's why I was such a Harry Potter hater. Sorry to bring it back to Harry Potter. But in book five, he was so fucking annoying because he's like, I'm the chosen one. I gotta yeah. do everything by myself. Book six. I, yep. I had the same problem, whatever. Yes, thank you, book six. I, I, I hate it because books. of that. Book I had the same problem with Sora when he did that shit in Kingdom Hearts 3. And you guys were all yelling at me when I said that that was my issue. And now all of a sudden, you want to say this shit. I just want uh, to no, because now I'm done. Wait, hold on. No, wait, hold on. No, 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 wait, 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 wait. Hold on, Brandon. Hold on, hold on. Because I want to bring it back to Harry Potter. Sorry, podcast. But the reason Harry was like that was in book six was because in book five, everyone was treating him like dirt. Anyway. Because he's annoying. I'm not. Did you ever think maybe if he wasn't annoying as fuck, people wouldn't treat him like dirt? No, people treated him like dirt because he's like, oh, Voldemort's back. And the government, which was like, yeah, nah, the you're government lying. is bad. But you know, so then why would you turn on your the only people who are there to try to help you? Because no one was trying to help him. In book five, everyone was like, you're oh, a lying I'm sack sorry. of shit. So Hermione's just bullshit now? Ron's just, well, like, is that what you're saying? No, because Hermione he didn't, he didn't push the them back, though. Time. He didn't push them back, though. I'm talking about everyone else in Hogwarts. Oh, yes, he did. Every time he was going somewhere, it's like, oh, Hermione, stay behind. I can even do it myself. Oh, I'm going to back up Jarrell just a second because in the beginning of book five, he was 100% going against both of them, too, because Such like when he, when he found out they were both prefects and he didn't get prefect, he got he went on them. Now, that was the only time he went on them. Like after they had their talk and Hermione like tearfully apologized, which she didn't need to, but she did it anyway. Then Harry was like, you know, the three Paisanos were back at it again. And then Harry had to just deal with everyone else around him. Like, I would like actually had, pull up. He- he should have understood that the reason they couldn't tell him was because they thought there was a connection between him and Voldemort. Like, right. well, I don't know why they couldn't have told him that, though. Like, yeah, they, they could just they, be like, they, hey, they, there yeah, might be, they like, a thing. Like, but I think that they were under direct orders to not say anything. He wasn't supposed to know, which, I mean, doesn't right. make sense. But there's got to be some fucking plot, you know? So, right. I mean... But and also, see- he wanted to go on his own to protect everyone. Because, I mean, I don't know if you guys yeah. know, but in book... Starting in book, what, four? 
Goblet of mm-hmm. Fire, people start legit dying, and he's just like, oh shit, I don't want anybody else to die. You yes, know? but every time that he wants yeah. to go on his own, he would have died had it not been for his friends. Like, like what? he would have been okay. Yeah, yeah, he no would have been okay. know that everyone else was gonna die then. <laughs> and I don't like that fucking trope of I'm gonna leave all my friends right. because I have to do it alone. That's all he I'm was cocky like his dad. I mean, that was like one of the huge points of why, why like Snape. Yeah, that's one of the huge. I hate James Potter. Oh, don't even get me started. Fuck James (laughs) Potter. Exactly. Well, it should have been with Snape. I will die. (laughs) Oh God. Yeah, like uh, like the book, like the books, both the books and the movies did nothing to convince me that Lily and James should have gotten together. Like that backstory almost went against the marriage, in my opinion. Like you, you you read the books like like, oh, they got married. Right, right. Like yeah. the book started off like this well, such a happy couple. And then you go to the backstory, it's like, why the hell did she go with him again? <laughs> it's like, what? Well, it's like, it's like Ron and Hermione. Why? Yep. Why do these Everyone women except, get with these toxic men? Except huh. the thing is, though, with Ron and Hermione, you could tell that it was always that, you know, Ron had a thing for Hermione. And it was like, I don't know, to me, she like, couldn't. you couldn't because you suck. But like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. But like, but like, James, <laughs> like James and Lily, like every time they had their flat, like they, threw them in the flashbacks, I was like, she doesn't like him at all. Like, there's not a sense of like anything. Ron. Okay, anyway, I'm moving on to my third character. Uh, my Go third ahead. character, and this is going to be my last one because we are, we've been on this topic for a while. Um, yeah. <laughs> and this one, like this one, like, I don't care what anybody says, you cannot convince me otherwise. The one I, this character I connect with almost the most is Natsu Dragneo from Fairy Tale, and it's not because he's some badass, fire-breathing wizard. It's because he's loud, rambunctious, eats a lot, sleeps a lot, and he loves his friends. And it's like, I may not show it, and again, if any of my friends are listening to this podcast, do not send me a text saying you love me because I will just turn you away he like I normally do. He yeah, well, yeah, but get used to it. That's that's how you, that's how you know I love you though when I don't say it because I'm just not gonna say it. But um, you'll get over but it. But I need to hear it. I need that's I need that confirmation. Tough, but yeah, but so, I, like <laughs> I, I I see I see fairy tale. You know, I look at Natsu and I'm like, dude, I love this guy. Like he's he's me. He's loud. He likes going on adventures. You know, he's a little oblivious, a little stupid sometimes, but you know. So, so you gotta go fun. watch Black Clover now, Gabe, because no, I've watched Black Clover. Me. I cannot relate to Asta at all. He's just loud. Oh really? Like, like oh. Natsu's loud, okay. but Asta's Fair. just like Asta's like if Goku had a kid with like with Naruto. If Goku and Naruto had a kid, that's Asta. Just loud for I, no reason. Okay. Likes okay. to train and is loud for absolutely no reason. He does love to train. <laughs> He's always training. He like trains this, more than Goku. He does a thousand push-ups. I can't even do 10. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is why, literally, he wouldn't save the country. He would be sleeping and eating and thinking about how much he loves his friends while we're all dying. And that brings me to character number four. No, I'm kidding. I will say, though, I do relate to Darth Vader sometimes because, you know what? Some of y'all hoes be tripping. Some of y'all hoes be tripping. I when think I say hoes, I just mean humans in general. It's a broad term. I think everyone can get it. No, there's some people that know. Talking about women. Oh no, all my hoes are like you guys are my hoes. Yeah. I love my straight up. If I had to save the country, I'm not saving you. Just because of that. Just for calling me a hoe. I'm I'm gonna kill you. But I'm not save you. (laughs) You wouldn't save anybody. (laughs) So like I don't feel bad. Speak for yourself. I'm speaking. 
Okay, this is so recently, Batman, except he doesn't save anyone. <laughs> um, one of the developers of Dead by Daylight was caught in a very compromising position. Well, I don't know if it was actually compromising. What? <laughs> no, because Brandon was like, game would be like Batman, except he doesn't save anybody. I, I mean, said specifically Batman, Batman begins Batman. Like, anyone? I was referencing the line where he says, but I don't have to save you, except that's everyone. Does Batman legit even save anybody? Yes, he just kills a lot of criminals <laughs> in the process. Literally, he kills like 10 people to save one person, and he doesn't even always save them. But okay. All right, that's like that railroad thing. You know, if there's a train going towards a bunch of people, but there's you can switch it to that one person, what are you going to do? I'm obviously going to save the one person. What? Okay, oh, you're, you're... so... <laughs> I kind of lost the plot there, but continue. <laughs> Uh, so recently, uh, one of the Dead by Daylight devs was recorded saying, quote, all right, JC, it's getting really boring just babbling about colorblind mode all the time. We've heard it a million times. We know continuing to badger us about it isn't going to change anything. If it gets done, it'll get done when we'll um, have time to do it or if somebody decides that it's something should that should be done. You know, we know that a lot of players want it. We know it's not a small number. We get it. And um, the way that it was said, this um, the way that this was said, uh, actually, Kelly, do you want to describe it a little bit? So the man has an attitude about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's pretty rude about it. Um, however, what I will say is that it looks like in the video that he's streaming Dead by Daylight. Is yeah, he streaming? I think he, so, I think he is. Imagine how many times he might get asked that question. Like, I'm just, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what the context of the video is. Like, he's streaming and people are asking him. But the game's been out for four years. If you're going to have a colorblind mode, it should probably be out uh, by now. Um, and you don't have to be so rude about it. Honestly, if someone asking in chat, just say nothing. Just skip over the comment. Like, it was really rude. And, like, it's almost felt like he was talking down to people who are colorblind is how it came off and how Twitter took it. Of course, they ran with that. So um, that was nice. But he he was very um, a little hostile. But like I said, whenever I'm streaming and people get on my fucking nerves, I can also be hostile. <laughs> so to, to finish up the story, uh, the Dead by Daylight official Twitter did respond and they said, thank you for bringing this to our attention. This is not indicative of the views of the team and we deeply apologize for any frustration or harm this may have caused. This is not how we wanted to reveal this, but we feel it's the right time. We've been working on a colorblind mode for some time now, and we are planning on a release shortly. We want to make sure this is done the right way. So while we are hoping to get this into the next major release, we are unable to commit on a release date just yet. And then they um, showed some schematics and some uh, progress shots of how their color <laughs> colorblind mode is going to go. Um, and, I, I, you know... I think, and I'm going to ask how, obviously, how you, Gabe, and Brandon feel about this, but, uh, Kelly, I agree with you, but I also think that, it, it, obviously, I don't know the context, but if I'm doing, like, a professional stream yeah. for the game that I made, the last thing I want to do is upset a player base over accessibility that's not in my game. Like, yeah. like you said, it's been out for four years. If y'all had this colorblind mode already, guess what? Nobody would have to be asking for it constantly. It's kind of like, uh, it reminds me of when Blizzard didn't have a black woman character in Overwatch and everyone was like, hey, every time they released a character, everyone was like, hey, you realize that this is just another, you know, um, cis white woman 
in like five million and you still have yet to release a black um, female character in Overwatch. And so that became the thing every time this character was released. And do I think that people should stop that? No, because I think you should have that representation. And if you're not hearing that people want it, you might not ever do it. And so I think for Dead by Daylight, like, if there are, I'm, I'm, you know, for accessibility reasons, all players should be able to play a game like Dead by Daylight. Everybody should be able to be as scared as I have to be. Like, fuck it. Let everybody be scared when they play this game. Game's not even um, scary. Okay, well, it's because I'm scared oh, of Oh, shit, that caught that? My bad. Yes, you asked. <laughs> I didn't think it was going to caught that. <laughs> wow. What? Uh, what? Like, as you speak into the mic, I didn't think it was going to catch it. Um, no, I knew it was going to catch it. <sighs> like I lost my train of thought. Thanks, Gabe. Um, You're welcome. Yeah, whatever. Um, uh, God, I, I basically I I understand the frustration, but I also think that you have to. I think it's not misplaced. Like I I'm sure that after a while, I too would be annoyed of people asking me. Um, but I would have to remember that this is for the greater good and a bigger player base for my game. And I would just have to be like, Hey guys, so please stop asking me. I can't talk about it as opposed to, you know, his, his yeah. response. But I, I also get being annoyed by it because I, I've been in positions where it's just like, damn y'all, like how many times I got to say this, yeah. but you know, at the end of the day. Uh, those positions for me aren't, you know, accessibility in video games, right? Like, I'm not excluding an entire group of people because um, they're colorblind and they want to be involved. So I'm not okay with it. But uh, it is what it is because they're adding the colorblind mode. So, yeah, that, that's yeah. my thoughts on it. Brandon, Gabe? Well, all I'll say is, of course, you know, the PR afterwards was... was, was <laughs> that That's just damage control to a 10. But, like, you know, it seems like they were planning it i mean at the very least well it could go either way either they were planning it and they just weren't ready to talk about it like whatever they so he he was silent until he just like burst to like yelling about it or all this happened and like you said they're being prompted to action and actually going to add it because of everything that's going on because if pr had to come up afterwards after him yelling about it and being like, hey, we don't agree. His his views don't represent ours. We also ain't working on a color mind mode at this time. Yeah. People will be like, that's what we'll be like, excuse, like that. Right. That would that would probably be worse than him yelling about it. <laughs> Honestly, if that was the, the official response. <laughs> and the only reason that leads me credence into believing that now they're working on it because of this is the fact that they didn't have a release date for it. Because if it was seriously working. Like, not, there wasn't even estimates. Like, I understand you can't lock in something like this, especially if it's harder to do than you think. But, like, the fact that they even have an estimate makes me feel like, were you guys really working on this, though? Or are you just trying to, like, you know, I don't know. But, honestly, it's a good thing. You know, of course, you want Dead by Delays continues to be a huge game. And having a colorblind mode would just make it more accessible to more people. So, yeah, it would be a good idea to do it. So... Whether they have been or they haven't been, it's good that it's coming. <laughs> uh, but that, that that reminds me of what I was saying about Blizzard, because I don't remember what exactly it was. I think it was the um, the Blizzard controversy about them banning the player for the Hong Kong issue. And then mm -hmm. right after that, they were like, oh, hey, 
here's this black lady coming to Overwatch. It was pretty much like, you know, PR cleanup. Like, oh yeah, you guys have wanted this? Guess what? She's coming. But that was also, what, like two years ago now at this point? Right, Like, yeah. It was a long time ago. And it was like, oh yeah, no, we're also working on Overwatch 2, which is not at all ready. I'm sure we just like threw this shit together for this presentation to make everybody forget about the bad things that everyone hates us for. Yes. And that could yeah, very well just be this, this exact situation. It's just like, oh yeah no we totally don't agree with that guy look we are we've been working on this for a very long time but, but like Kelly said it's been time. four fucking years like when did well, you think that this was going to be the time for if this? you've looked at the photos that they posted I was going to say this earlier but I just looked at them again it just looks like like you put like, like an Instagram so it looks like, like yes, an Instagram filter cool. like okay yes. we, we got to change the color of this picture <laughs> yes. and then they just put some words at the bottom I'm guessing different types of color blindness I'm not sure but it really just looks like I could have done that with an Instagram filter yeah like, they could have just I mean if their PR team is really good if they did all this you know oh, yeah the PR but, team is they, the one that did this then yeah, yeah give them a raise they're like all right <laughs> we got this <laughs> Instagram also, filters like it's just it's really hard to believe that that that's their work in progress like can't mm-hmm. you just change I, I don't know I don't whatever <laughs> it's also you know very interesting to go on and say that this isn't what our team believes when that's literally a developer working on your game so it, it also comes with a sense of like yeah. how many of you actually feel this way while you're working on this like is it just that one person and then it's also like well damn if this guy really hates colorblind mode and you guys are just doing it just to save face now like i don't want to support that because you weren't going to do it in the first place like that's like if i was like oh my god you know guys i love donald trump i really wish that he was like still our president out. and i'm exactly like and i'm don't even joke uh, but but that's what I mean. Like, if someone saw that, I'm sure they would be like, how the fuck are you running a diversity website? And you're like, these are your actual thoughts. Like, that would obviously bleed into the rest of this company. So it's like how, you know, you can say that, you, the like, you guys don't believe that. But the person who's, like, physically working on getting this game out is the one who's annoyed by the colorblind mode. So it's like, well, how did, how do the rest of you really feel about this? Can I just go off topic for a second? Because on HP Critical, you know how you run ads mm-hmm. on hpcritical.com? My boyfriend, I think he might have a screenshot of it. It ran a Donald Trump ad on no! HP Critical. <laughs> and oh, he no! Had, he had a picture of it. Or maybe he kept the tab open or whatever because it just made him laugh to open the HP Critical page because he reads my articles when I, when I ever post any. And it had a Trump... <laughs> like literally a Trump ad on hpcritical.com and he was like did you see this and I was like <gasps> it was that it was is... shocking so our ads are using Google AdSense for anyone who knows what that is and they are um tailored so you might have to be talking to your boyfriend because I don't know why he got a Trump ad because all my ads are PlayStation shit so like it's like based on Google shit so you know it could it could very well just be like you know recent news shit of him being yeah. Um, banned everywhere on like Twitch yeah. and Facebook and stuff. Um, but yeah, that's that's yeah, they're they're targeted ads. So. Oh. Oh no. Oh. No. Well, time to pack my shit before he gets home. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do. Uh, yeah. Sorry, Gabe. Did you wanna add it? Uh, join in on this conversation? No, not really. I just got you know nothing but shame sticks for the developer, for 
handling that poor as hell. Like, doesn't I matter. Like there should it still be some leeway, though. Uh, for but that's just me. Him, because I agree with Kelly. Like, it can be very stressful. I don't agree with what he did, but I do agree that it can be really stressful when you're, like, I get trying that, to stream and I, I, things happen. I, I get that, but, like, also, like... You don't have to lash out exactly like that. Right? Yeah. Why are you streaming and, and, if you oh, yeah. hate people so yeah, much? If, if you can't, yeah. Like that's that's one of the reasons I don't stream because, th- like the two times I've tried streaming, I get some random person that who's like, "Yo, follow for follow." I'm like, "No, shut up, you dumbass." I don't. That's follow not what you're for following. That's why I don't stream. Like, you, oh, there's a there's a certain yeah, but you know those follow for follow people don't <laughs> actually like shut up. Follow you, but um, some of them are like boss. yeah, like there's there's a there's a. Yeah. Especially if you, you know, again, he's one of the devs. You have to hold yourself to a yeah. certain degree when you're doing yeah. something like that, when you're streaming. And then the shame sticks for Dead by Daylight because, again, I'm not into game dev. I don't know how that shit works, but your game's been out for four years. And that's, from from what I've understood, colorblind accessibility is one of the easier things to fix into your game. So I feel like, yes, but I'm not a game developer, so I won't go into yeah. that. But I feel like, yes. I agree, actually, with everything you said. Crazy. Oof, I know. I'm gonna I'm gonna screen record that when the episode comes out. Oh, I'm gonna play I'm gonna play uh, myself <laughs> asleep too. I agree with everything you said. I used to play next to that video of me yeah, telling you in Smash. What? I said you should play it next to that video of you telling me in Smash. That down smash, but you no, that's that's that's, that's that's too much hurt for your ego if I did that. Oh, okay. I can't send I can't send those two videos back to back. Yes, mercy. <laughs> I am a mercy for God. <laughs> oh, so, God anyway, um, it turns out that Microsoft <laughs> recently filed a patent to create chatbots that imitate dead people. It says the chatbot would have its own personality index based on images, voice data, and more. And this is over from IGN. It says Microsoft has filed a patent that would allow the company to digitally revive deceased loved ones as chatbots using the individual's personal information. The independent reports that the tech giant has raised the possibility of creating an AI-based chatbot that would be built upon the profile of a person, which includes their images, voice data, social media posts, electronic messages, among other types of personal information. It is understood that the chatbot would then be able to stimulate human conversation through voice commands and or text chats. Um, yeah, I'm not going to read the rest of this, so... Well, actually, I'll read this next part. It says, however... Microsoft has taken the concept a step further by suggesting that a 2D or 3D model of a specific person could potentially be created oh, using no. images and depth information or video data of an individual in order to build a chatbot that has the same characteristics and behavior based on the digital output of a specific person. Okay. There was a Black Mirror episode. There was. About this. And it did not turn out well. It no. didn't turn out really bad, but it could have been really bad um yeah once people die i mean i know that like you want them back like there are some people i would love to talk to again i mean even via a chat bot but like they're not really there you you can't really hold on to that from a person it's not healthy like you have to let it go i mean obviously we don't want to do that but just keeping them alive in some sort of chat bot like in in the black mirror episode she gets like really way too attached to this person because she feels like it's really her deceased loved one but like he's not real like it's just like some code it's not really the person 
Um, but I don't want them, like, what if they start making models of the people again? Like, that would just be yeah. too weird. I mean, like That's I said, awesome. you want it, but it's not, it's not healthy to do that, I don't think. I think it's also really interesting because, like, the profile that the chatbot would make would be based on content from that person, right? But I think a lot of times, not everyone is their authentic selves online or in chat yeah. or, you know, throughout whatever they like the data they collect so like mine i'm sure is just gonna be like would just be like where are all the black people in every video game and that would be it like it wouldn't be like there would be no <laughs> nuance to who i am like that would be the whole thing the person that's all i talk about and so i think like with something like that it would be very if you attempted it it, it could be very inauthentic as well because it's just going to be what i present which is that my life is perfect and i'm looking for black people in video games my life is not perfect my knee is fucked the fuck up and i wasn't going to say anything but gabe's already told everybody on the podcast so like now i'm struggling with that like so if you ever fight your own go for the knee yeah but you don't know which one bitches let's go uh, if obviously if, if 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 one of them doesn't bring you down, I'm just gonna go for the other one. It's right. not like there's more than to, one. Or it's two. gonna have to be a perfect guess the first time because if you if you don't take me down the first time, we're gonna have a serious fight. I mean, um, I don't know, but by the way you, the pictures look, it's pretty obvious which knee it is. Okay, but why would you expose me like that? Just in don't case. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, but maybe, but maybe I have, you know, a little small squadron down in Miami getting ready to get one of my PS5s from you. Now you've told everybody where I'm at, too. Why are you taking me? Oh, did I say the city? He wants more than one now. Like, sure, just tell everybody where I am, which knee it is. We're going to give them my address, my social while you're at it. I mean, you know what? If I did have a bot, it would literally now just be I hate games. And like, it would only talk about how much I despise you and my death. Kill which game. actually, I wouldn't be, I would, I wouldn't be too mad at if my I, bot was I, just like. I feel hey, important. If the likeness of Jarrell's bot was to come and kill me, about that. I would literally just start like I'd set up cameras all over the place and just like make my own movie. No, nah, you'd be too. You'd get so sick of it. I would. I would literally be that guy in your stream. Yeah, Jerobo. Follow for follow. Let's follow all kill Gabe. Oh. <laughs> like, yeah. If, if, that's, if, if that's what it is, then I'm going to do what small thing I've always wanted to do is just move into the wilderness with no electricity. I will die within the month, but I will go into the wilderness. Wilderness. Unless, unless, you're, unless you're like literally trying to live that link life and rough of the wild, you don't want to do this. I actually kind of do. Living in the wilderness looks so relaxing. How are you going to charge your Nintendo Switch? I'm gonna let go of all that stuff. I can actually live without my electronics, surprisingly. You can live without Zelda? That'd be the kind of life is it? I mean, it's a really. pretty peaceful exactly. life. I wouldn't get headaches from looking at bright lights. And so, my fingers uh, wouldn't cramp up. Back to, sorry. Unless you guys want to jump in on that, I'm gonna move on. Yeah, um, really quick to, on that, because um, I, I actually read that earlier today before you sent it to us. Um, One... Me, personally, this is just me, I feel like that's disrespecting the dead because, I mean, one, I can't say no. Like, I know my family can speak for me, but, like, I kind of don't trust my family. Well, not my current family, but, like, if I, you know, grow old, whatever, and have, you know, kids and stuff, I kind of won't trust them to <laughs> make the right decision <laughs> just because of how I am. Um, oh but then, God. two, I feel like in order to do that, you would need to collect a lot of data from that person, which if you're going to do you better pay me for collecting my personal data and how I interact with people and stuff because you're using my likeness. And then three, I just think it's a really bad idea 
because I didn't watch that Black Mirror episode, but I did see. I actually can't remember where I saw it, but um, this uh, this lady um, she participated in a study. Again, I don't remember if this was real or if this was somewhere I saw, but she participated in a study where she um, the scientist would be able to kind of make um, it'd be like video chatting, but like it it's like she's talking to her son and it, and it wasn't like you could like when you look at it it wasn't like some weird like you know coding in a system it was like the actual it was him in like image form and everything and i think it was like after like two weeks she just started going crazy and yeah just looking at that alone it's like it's like that's not a good idea like you know but yeah like like some people, a lot of people say like, yeah, I, you know, I love to do that because, you know, it feel like I'm reconnecting with lost loved ones or my friends or whatever. But like we're human and no matter how strong willed you think you are, there's going to be a time and moment where you're going to snap. And I'm just thinking very apocalyptic world where a bunch of dead robots are taken over. I don't like the idea. You're muted. You're muted. Thanks. It's because we have a newborn baby here, so sorry. If I keep muting, that's why. Um, but there's all, it, it reminds me of um, these parents who lost their child, and they brought their child back as a hologram to um, remind people to not drink and drive, I think it was. And I was like, that is, like, I don't know that I would do that, but it could be used for, you know, positivity, possibly, depending on um, how you feel about it but something else that happened recently was that there was a murder of a 19 year old kid that was recreated in grand theft auto um and i wanted to i specifically wanted to talk about this because it, it, it it's one of those things where it's like should and i'm going to ask you guys like how do you how do you think people should be punished for doing something like that and just for um, the, the, the way that the story unfolded, <clears throat> uh, the article is over from mirror.co.uk, and it says that there was a film that shows a 19-year-old Kelvin O'Donyi, uh, his killing outside of a cinema in North London, as if it happened on multi-million selling game Grand Theft Auto. And so these players, apparently to um, mock the family, I'm assuming, shared on Instagram their video of doing like a drive-by shooting in front of a cinema in Grand Theft Auto um, to try to recreate that killing. And I don't know what happened to the players that did this because um, it doesn't say what happened to them. Uh, but like, how, how, how can video game companies, I know we kind of talked about like how toxicity happens in video games and stuff, but this I think is much like to a higher degree, like, what happens if something like this happens? Like, what do you think should happen? I don't think that falls to the video game company. Um, I think that should be staking, staking, taken straight to the authorities. And it, me personally, I think that's lifetime jail right there. Isolated yeah. lifetime jail. It, it, it's, it's again, it, it seems a little harsh, but you're, there's no way you can tell me that that's not harmless. Because if you're going to do that and you're going to put it for everyone to see, you know the family's going to see it. And that's – why are you adding salt to a wound? They lost somebody. Is That was someone's brother, someone's son. Could have been someone's boyfriend. That's 
extremely disrespectful. And there's it. it, it we live in an age where every, you know we're so technologically advanced and whatnot, but at the same time, we kind of have to remember, you know, the basics of being a human. And it's that life is, you only get one life and like, it should be respected. So, so as far as I'm aware, they're between the ages of 19 and 22. I think he was 19 and um, the person that died was 22. And um, I believe they're around that like 22 to 25 age range, just to throw that out there. Mm-hmm. Is that the people that made the video? Mm-hmm. They know what they're doing. There's, again, there's nothing you can say that can deem it as excusable. That's just being a dirty human. Just, <laughs> that's I mean, all it is. Prison is very harsh. Yes, yeah, I feel like that's pretty harsh. It's, <laughs> it's recreating something in a video. I was, I was, I, I was, I'll, I'll, yeah. I mean, it's all not... I was gonna... Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. All I was going to say is that, like, yeah, I was going to say prison time for sure, just maybe not necessarily lifetime. I think there's just, like, it's a very, it's a really dirty thing to do, and they definitely should be punished, but we'll go ahead, Kelly. Um, I, I don't, I don't know that what they did is a crime, though. Like, what I'm, like, I don't know if someone should be arrested if something's not a crime. I guess they could make it a crime. Uh, after what they did, they could pass a new law. But as it stands right now, recreating something in a video game, even something so heinous, is not really a crime. Unless you wanted to file like a civil suit from the family for something, mm-hmm. it's it's not a crime. So technically, like I said, while I don't agree, and the, the family could have a civil suit on their hands and sue them for everything they're worth. They could never own anything again. I mean, whatever. You could get, like, monthly payments from them. They could have to pay you money. I think that in this case, it's not really illegal to do this. So, like I said, I don't agree, but life in prison, that's really harsh. But especially for someone who's so young, it feels like people do jokes that aren't funny a lot. Um and I think that, like I said, while it's not necessarily illegal, people should get involved. And maybe, like I said, a civil suit or some sort of um, repercussions. Maybe there is a law created, but as of right now, it's not something that's illegal. So I don't really know what the authorities would really be able to do. Nor do I know if jail time is a necessary um, punishment for this, because like I said, it's not really something that's illegal. Well, hang on. There, there, depending on how, like, like you said, you suggested a civil suit, right? There's a good lawyer could spin this in certain ways, depending on like the severity crimes, because there's been toxic, toxic um, comments like this or toxic videos being sent to people, and then if they're in a re- enough of an emotional state, they could be driven to, you know, suicide. So even if you like, for example, if like you could get, you could certainly get arrested for, even if you don't necessarily cause them to go suicide. If they can prove that you were trying to incite it, then they could definitely arrest you for that because that's, in a way, that's like attempted murder. So if a lawyer was to spin it that way, like where we're sending this in a form of like torture to the viewers of the, you know, the family that that lost their um, their lost their loved one and saw that video and it was like it mentally tortured them or if it or God forbid it actually had actually any any effects to them, like Mm -hmm. actual effects to them, to their mental state. Then yeah, that's that's that is game over right there. But even if the attempt of it, a good lawyer could spin into a crime, even if the actual act itself is bad, but not necessarily a crime, on its own. All right, so Kelly's right. 
um, like it, it is one hundred percent just something that would be a civil suit, and even then, you yeah, know, a lot of times people don't feel like that's enough, um, which is why I first suggested, you know, this being something like I by like you know Rockstar just completely, you know, banning them from ever playing any of their games ever again or something like that um because uh, you know civil suit a lot of times is not enough for people um and and it reminds me of um elijah mcclain who was murdered and then the cops who recreated his death and nothing happened to them because you know there was a civil suit against them and i'm pretty sure like the family won money but like that is not enough for you guys who killed him to just recreate his death in that manner um Mm -hmm. But, you know, there's, there's, unfortunately, Brandon, I, I, I'm going to disagree with you because there have been too many times that something like this has happened. And well, no, because there was that case of, oh, my God, what is that girl's name? There was that case, and this is totally off topic, not about video games, so I'll make it really quick. But there was that case of that, oh, my cat just fell. <laughs> I feel like I don't know what what he's doing. There's a case of that 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 couple that that young couple that girl and that guy, and she told him to kill himself, and then he mm-hmm. went and actually did kill himself. Oh, yes. I'm pretty sure she ended up that. being. I'm pretty sure she ended up being charged in yep. that yeah. situation. Not but harshly. Not she harshly. wasn't harshly charged at all. No. Um, but this isn't even that same situation because they're like I don't know how you would be able to spin this to put the blame enough on them for recreating a moment in a video game like that seems like it would be really a really hard sell but so i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm great sure i'm gonna gonna go like that's not technically a crime they didn't technically do anything i'm going and i mean you're not wrong so drill i'm going to actually technically agree with your point there for a reason that like boil that makes my blood boil is the fact that judge doesn't get video games and therefore will throw the whole case out (laughs) like what they did what now a video game like get the shit out of my courtroom they won't even i don't know man video games is a billion dollar industry now and it's it's pretty big so i think some and and some yeah and some of you still don't get it the thing is you don't have to get video games and in this specific case you don't have to understand video games it's very much like this is how this guy died this is the video of them recreating how he died whether you understand video games or not watching that should be enough like you right. don't need to know but the, but the like, question but the but i can see a question coming out immediately afterwards like is this part of like the game's story or is this like a punch of the game and then the can do in the game and then that alone the fact that it's just something you can do it can go either way in terms of the argument of whether or not they can be convicted of anything or not. And then it becomes, oh my god, video games are bad, take them away, why can you do this? Yeah, I don't want to uh-huh. do that, really. Yeah, exactly. uh-huh. Well, it's not like the game caused them to kill someone. Sure. Someone was killed and they recreated it in a game. Which yeah. is disgusting and it's not funny at all. But like I said, I don't think that it's a crime. But if you're asking what we think they deserve... I mean, never to play these games again. For one, I, I don't, I don't know if I would still give them life in prison. I used to no, tell jokes that. that were not fucking funny, and if someone heard them now, they'd probably be like, "What?" You know, like I don't even want to think about the stuff I used to do. I would never do anything like that. But people do shit for clout, and they do shit that ain't funny at all. But it got views, and we're talking about it on a podcast, so clearly they wanted something to happen, and that 
was something that happened. Like I said, I think it kind of is in the hands of the. Uh, That's um, thank you. Sorry. That's my sneeze. I'm sorry. Okay, it wasn't a fart. Um, no, no, so, yeah, sneezes sound like farts. Uh, I'm so sorry. It's okay. Uh, you interrupted me with a fart. Uh, so, anyways, I think, like I said, never to play a Rockstar game again would be a good punishment for this. But I, I don't know that it's a crime. I don't know even what I would give someone as a prison sentence for this. I just, it's, it's terrible. But like I said, it's not inherently illegal. I don't know what I would do if I were um, a judge. I, I don't know. Well, you know who could do something about it? Superman. You ready for this segue? Segway <laughs> master. <laughs> I feel like it was so bad. In my head, it sounded so cool. And then I said it, and I was like, oh, my God, this is probably so bad. So I sound like a dork. <laughs> I am going to apologize for that segue that day. Do that. So, um, apologize. That was great. Continue. <laughs> so Zack Snyder's Justice League, guys, is coming out, uh, HBO Max, and it is going to be a one-shot, four-hour film. One shot for our film. So a lot of people have been talking about the Snyder cut of Justice League, which apparently has a bunch of things that were cut out of the original film, and which is why a lot of people have not liked the film, saying that a lot of this stuff, had it been in the film, it would have been a much better film. So I know that you guys, I think all of you watch Lord of the Rings, right? Hell yeah. 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 I recently so, watched um, it. Oh my god. So, like, how do you guys feel about sitting down for a, I mean, how long was that, that last Marvel film? Like three and a half hours? Three hours? Endgame was three hours. It wasn't three and a half. It was like a little over three hours, though. The last Lord of the Rings movie is three and a half hours, though. Battle of the Five Armies, I think, is three and a half hours. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. So um, I'm assuming that this won't be a problem for you guys sitting down for a four-hour movie session. Well, two things I want to just point out. First off, um, about first off, regarding the length of the movie, it being four hours, because it is coming to HBO Max, I don't think the length of the movie is necessarily even a problem because of the fact that you can pause the movie and go do whatever you need to. It, it, four hours might be concerning for the modern theater viewer if they had to sit down for four hours and just watch a movie because that's Endgame. going a little over... Like, Yeah, exactly, like we were saying before. And get, they can get away with three hours for Endgame and Lord of the Rings because they make big Mondo bucks. They can make those that movies as long movie as they need to. That movie did not have to be three hours. I don't care what anybody Which says. One? That movie was so unnecessarily long. Which the one? Endgame. Oh, or for no. sure. Oh, no. The, Endga- the last one. Whatever the last one Yeah, was, Endgame. It yeah, the last one. Yeah, it, it did. Literally, it was just Scarlett Johansson talking and crying for like the first two. And I was like, She's what so... is going on? No, fuck her. Well, anyway. Anyway, well, okay. I disagree, but, but I'm not, not going to go. literally one of those actresses who, for some reason, feels like she has to play every fucking part instead of being able to be one of those actors that's like, hey, maybe someone who's actually this type of person can have this type of uh, um, uh, uh, role in a fucking movie. If it's like, oh, there's this, this calls for like this black woman, she's going to be like, well, I was black in a past life. Let me have that role. Sorry, go ahead. All right, well, I will say she's physically attractive then. Uh, what? Basic, but okay. What? Uh, what do you mean? So uh. basic. Like, so basic. You know, right? okay, yeah, have you ever watched Ice Age? I'm so scared. You know, yes. you know Sid the Sloth? You know the Lady Sloths? That's yeah. what I oh see. Oh, my God, it my Scarlett Johansson. Oh, my God. Don't wipe it with your hands. It makes it worse. Also, 
I said Battle of the Five Armies. That's the last Hobbit movie. It's actually Return of the okay. King. That's the last movie, go. technically, in the like timeline of Lord of the Rings. And that yeah. is four hours and 11 minutes. Yes, sir. Well, Look at yeah, it. So, the only way to watch uh, them is extended. Well, okay, totally... so I would probably cut it into two-hour parts. That's what I did for the okay. Lord of the Rings movies. Oh. I cut it in half. Like, I, like, yeah. watch half, and then the oh, next day I'll watch the other half. I watch these shit and that's... half. And, and that's a and that and if you're if you're someone that just simply cannot sit for that long to watch a movie, that's a good way to do it. Also, before we continue, I just do want to offer like a quick uh, little correction on the Snyder cut, which you're saying, Drill. Um, as far as the Snyder cut is concerned, there are absolutely scenes in that movie that are getting like reinserted back to the movie that Zack Snyder wrote. But the thing is, he got kind of taken out of the movie kind of early, and Joss Whedon got moved in, so there wasn't actually enough footage to make like a Snyder cut. So, like, people were asking for it for, for years. Like, release the Snyder Cut, release the Snyder Cut. But the thing is, there was no Snyder Cut. There wasn't enough footage that he only had in his movie enough. So they actually had to reshoot things to make this the, this Snyder Cut happen. So, so a lot movie. of this... It's just... It's kind of just a new one. It has the same... <clears throat> that It's, like, based on the same plot, of course, as Justice League. But there's a lot of stuff that they just, like, filmed for the movie that was never filmed before. So that's where the hour extra hours are coming in. They're just that stuff that just wasn't in there. But Snack Snyder would have wanted it if he had a chance. So it's just all in there. Like there are subplots in there that are not gonna get picked up in future DC movies because it's based on the Just League, not the Snyder cut Just League. But it's in there anyway because Zack Snyder was just given carte blanche, just do whatever the fuck you wanted with the movie. So that's it'll be a wild so ride. What's up? Yeah. I said also fuck Josh Whedon. Yeah. He's a piece yeah. of shit for everything he did as well. Um, so fuck you. I'll watch the Zack Snyder cut for four hours. I don't got shit else to do with my life. That was a joke. Except work. I... Huh? Except work. That's why I said that was a joke. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I, am, I, I actually like... Never mind. So something else that happened. Like what? Nothing. No, you gotta finish it now. Takaya Imamura was an artist and game designer at Nintendo for 32 years. He is no longer oh, yes. there. Um, he has credits including Captain Falcon, Fox McCloud, and Majora's Mask underneath his belt. So I brought this up because I know I've got some Nintendo fans in here. The guy's retired. How does that make you feel? Sad? I so, tip my imaginary hat to you, and I hope you live a happy rest of your life. Thank you for so all I, you've given. So I'll, I'll piggyback off that. And, like, agree with all that, first of all. And second, there are so... Okay, like you said, like you said, he's the lead designer of, like, Captain Falcons, uh, Fox McCloud, and, um, you know, Majora's Mask, and all the new characters that were added to that game. There are, out, there are some articles out here saying, like... Uh, I'm sorry, can you can you repeat the name one more time? Like, His name? I, I don't, yeah. Takaya Imamura. Thank you. So, so Imamura, the, like, there's so many... Um, Articles are saying the artist of Tingle retires from Nintendo. Okay, but he technically is the artist. Yeah, of Tingle. no, it's it's true, it's true. He did design Tingle. That's true. I just find it hilarious that that's the first thing everybody like. So many um websites that are covering this specific talk is like artist of Tingle leaves Nintendo, and they knew what they were doing. Let's be real, because if you say artist of Tingle and nothing else is leaving Nintendo, you are going to get some very divided-ass opinions. 
because the Nintendo fan base, or Zelda fan base, rather, is so divided on Tingle, it is not even fun. There are people who adore Tingle, cannot wait to see him in a Zelda game, and there are some people who just despise Tingle and want him to just go die in a fire somewhere. So putting that there, just, yeah. I don't hate Tingle. Is he just, why do people hate Tingle? He's just this gay He's a 35-year-old adult playing around to as a fairy. A fairy. That wants to be Let a fairy. Him a job. Okay. What okay. damage he's is he doing? He's living his best life. Thank you. No, what damage is he doing? Okay, hold on. There are some There are some games where Tingle is actually a villain. There are some games where he's actually a villain. Okay, but what Four is Swords Adventures. Four Swords Adventures, like Link has like to gather these... No, hold on, hold on. Let me finish. In Four Swords Adventures, Link needs to gather these Force Gems so he can literally be strong enough to fight the enemies at the end of each level. And Tingle's out here stealing them from Link so he can become rich. Like, he's stealing okay, the power. Exactly. Link- you just proved my point. He's on, literally like Mojo Jojo. He's legit Tingle's not doing Mojo Jojo's anything. a villain. Yeah, but, like, is he really? Like, he it, is, yes. but is he really? Yes. Just because he loses all the time. Literally, Mojo Jojo is a worse villain than Tingle. Okay, so the man want to get rich and be a fairy. Let him live. Hold on. No, what, 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 what do you think about, you're you're think about Tom Nook? rich in endangering the I world. There's on, other games where he's Tom becoming Nook. rich and not hurting anyone, and there's games where he's Does becoming he rich. Does he know and... that he's endangering the world? Yes! Does he care? No! No, exactly. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Jarrell, Jarrell, what do you think of Tom Nook? Nook gets a really bad rap. I think he's a fine character. He oh, gives right. you a yeah, that, huge that's loan. I will, I, then I won't say anything. To... He gives you a huge loan with no interest. I, you take however however long you need to pay it off. He's much but, less of an asshole than he was in other games. Because I gave one example where he is a villain, but all thing all things said, I I mostly agree with you guys because Tingle in most games is fine. He's just living his best it's life just and just annoying. trying to get money. It's it's the fact that he annoys me. You can't, so I'm you can't throw someone person. in jail for annoying you, Gabe. First of all, we live in one of the countries where people get thrown That's in jail for almost happened. everything. So, yes. And technically, <laughs> if I have the authoritative power to jail that green little shit, I'm going to do it. So you're because a he's annoying. Yes. But why? Over that. Like, I said my fourth is literally both things. He's both a hero and a villain because he helps Link in his adventure. He helps Link get Triforce pieces. Good. But the thing is, on his island, he is like forcing his siblings and a random stranger to he's do his labor for, him for, for for no money. He's so Tingle literally is like both things in that game. Maybe that's but anyway, we got, off, so got, off, top, got off topic. You know? we got there off topic. you go. He's stealing money to pay them. Because he's not paying them. He's not paying them. He don't got any money. So worried about the world. He has so world. much money in that <laughs> game. He has so much money, and he's not. Yeah, he's incredibly rich in Wind Waker. In Majora's he Mask, he's okay. In Majora's Mask, he's okay. He overprices the shit out of his maps, but he's okay. I like Majora's Mask Tingle. He's a, he's a fine. The only, reason, the only reason I don't I don't mind him as much is because his dad complains more about him in that game, and that's all I need. So uh, yeah. something else that is going to possibly make people really rich, another good segue, is uh, Robin Banks. Film game... No, stop. Yeah. Can't wait for <laughs> Grand Theft Auto V on PS5. Um, wait, what? I said I can't wait for Grand Theft Auto V on PS5. I can't <laughs> wait to play that story again. 
Anyway, anyway, Robbie, thanks. No, I'm sorry. You said getting rich. Well, that was your segue. Continue. I'm sorry. I am literally so confused about what's going on. But we're going to get the first new non-EA Star Wars game. Um, Yes! Like, I know you're all huge Star Wars fans. Ubisoft and Massive have an upcoming open-world Star Wars adventure. Um, And the first non-EA Star Wars game. So I know, Kelly, for sure you loved the EA Star Wars games back in the day. Um, Open-world... Star Wars, not by EA. How we feeling? Uh, I'll go first. So you guys were so excited, then you're like, uh. no, 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 no. <laughs> I wanted to let like, someone I, else I, talk. I, I, like I, I thought Kelly was gonna go first. That's why I hesitated. But I was like, let me go first. So yeah, EA Star Wars. Um, so, uh, at this point, there's now been four EA Star Wars games. We had Battlefront one, one and two, Fallen Order, and Squadrons. So Squadrons and Fallen Order are both fine games. Um, and that's know. mostly because of the, and that's mostly because of the backlash from Battlefront Two, because the developers of the game, which was wasn't Respawn, was it? It was Respawn, no, it was right? Dice, no. Dice. Dice. Sorry, yes. Dice did a good job with Battlefront Two, but of course, you know, the monetization happened to be in that first few months of the game, and that of course really killed a lot of the hype for the game. But over the time, they redeemed itself. Uh, because of all the bad PR, so it eventually, like, I've always enjoyed Battlefront 2. I thought that stuff in the beginning of the first few months was was nasty, but once they got rid of that, you know, Battlefront 2 ended up being the great game that it always was supposed to be. It was It's a fun game, and there's a lot of modes. What's up? What was what the stuff in the beginning? Oh, man. Microtransaction. Was like that a, the microtransaction thing? Okay. Yes. Yeah. The microtransactions, the serious microtransactions that they had. Yeah. So a lot of people worried about Fallen Order, you know, worried about microtransactions. It was like, no, it was a single-player adventure. didn't have any of that stuff and ended up being a great game. Respawn did a great job with that. So EA games were on, were coming up, right? But, you know, at the same time, you can't escape the fear when, when, when they do it because EA when they, is capable of making really good games, but there's always the worry that they'll do some kind of like sneaky, dirty stuff in there. So that's the first reason why I'm happy that, you know, Star Wars is going just beyond EA. I mean, Star Wars is a big franchise. Why would it be tied to just one video game developer anyway? I never thought that... I thought that was like kind of a backwards thing to begin with. EA is not the only one capable of making a good Star Wars game. Or a bad one for that matter, but you know, that's another Can subject. Can I comment on that really quick? Go ahead. Maybe. If I'm not mistaken, this game is also going to be a part of the Star Wars canon. So I feel like... Oh, yes. One of the reasons, yes. yes. So I think that one of the reasons you want to keep your your like game in the same area is because you want to... Or at least, you know, Lucasfilm Games is going to want to have some... Uh, like you don't want to have like you know a bunch of different studios working on a bunch of different titles for one franchise. Some of it's canon, some of some of it's not. Like people don't know what they're okay, getting into. Okay, hold on. Counterpoint. I'm done. Counter counterpoint to that real quick. Um, so that doesn't worry me as much because ever since Disney bought Star Wars, what they did was first off, when Disney bought Star Wars, Star Wars was kind of a lawless thing when it came to anything beyond the films like you could pretty much make any book video game you wanted and they would do their best to try to not step on anyone's toes but there is so much stuff that conflicted with each other so disney was like what is all this nonsense you know get rid of all of it only the movies and clone wars are canon but since then they've made like a dedicated story group to keep track of everything that's being come out like now it's way harder to make a star wars story but that's a good thing because you have to make sure it doesn't conflict with anything and if there's you want to do that connectivity connectivity in the story thing that's good so that being said battlefront 2 fallen order and squadrons are all canon to the to the storyline they all actually they're not like you know 
and they do have like connects to other Star Wars stories. So with that group in place, I'm not as worried about other game studios getting their hands on Star Wars because they'll have to do the same thing that everyone else that's making a Star Wars story is doing and making sure they don't step on any toes of anybody. So one last thing I'll say about this before I pass the baton is Ubisoft making a Star Wars game. Um, Ubisoft, you know, they're really good at making open world games. Now, when they were making Assassin's Creed game, you could argue that there was a bit too many of them coming out, so there's like burnout and such, but I think that Star Wars is a big enough property that if they oversee it, I think it could turn out really well. I think they'll make a really good game. What do you have to say, Jerome? Nothing. You like smart. I just I think it's so crazy that you said what is what are five the three good Ubisoft open world games? Oh, Assassin's Creed, Watch Dogs two. I haven't played Legion or the first one. Um those are the only two, honestly, because I like I've only played <laughs> okay. like like yeah no I don't play a lot of Ubisoft Far Cry? games I just, I, I just know I haven't played Far Cry. Far Cry is not open world. Yeah it is. It is open world. Far Cry is open world. You know world. what? Fine. I just have such a like I have such a love hate relationship with Ubisoft. Like sometimes I'm like oh this is great and then a lot of times I'm like what like especially the Far Cry franchise is such a great example. Like they have so many opportunities to do amazing things and then they back out and they make it something that it's not. And if, if that's any indication, it's going to be like, oh, they had a bunch of really cool shit they could have done with Star Wars, and they backed out and gave us basic shit. Honestly, I don't know. I'm just, like, real conflicted about Ubisoft yeah, I mean, being like a... Thing. And so I made that face because you were like, oh, yeah, yeah Ubisoft. I'm like, mm, I don't know, because a lot of their stuff is hit or miss. It's usually either great or bad. But here's the thing. Their, their highs are, like, really high. And I think with Star Wars, I don't personally feel there's any reason to like really like uh, it could be bad it could be bad i ain't gonna say this that it's gonna be a certain hit no matter no 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 doubt but i have enough i'm uh like i won't even say i'm costly optimistic i'm just optimistic i think it'll be i think it'll turn out really well and you know they could put me wrong but for now i'm i'm saying i'm on the side of hope i think it'll be turn it'll be good when it comes out i'm trying to think i mean gabe did you like do, are you liking valhalla oh dude Again, I, I, I tweeted this. <laughs> He's so happy. I, he would I, love the Star Wars game. I, I tweeted this a while ago, but I, I don't know. I, I think it's due to fact to my midlife, uh, my not my midlife, oh shit, my quarter life crisis. But I've got, I've fallen into this like weird obsession with Vikings and playing Valhalla is just, it's amazing. Like I, ha I have the PS4 version and there's some things like you can notice some, you know, questionable bugs, but like. The game itself, the setting, and like, it, is it is it proper to say the the Viking culture? Yeah, right. Like the way they bring about the Viking culture into like into the game is it's astounding. And you know, I've played other Assassin's Creed games before. I played uh, you know, the first one. I played the Ezio Collection. Uh, I played their other two more recent ones, um, Odyssey and Origins. And I'm gonna just say out of they're more recent the, the out of the three more recent ones bringing in like you know really well-known cultures into their game and mixing it with their assassin's creed stuff valhalla so far has been doing the best out of what i've played it's so fantastic the world design is amazing the traveling getting around the world because you know it, they're vikings so you think vikings you think ships they have their ships that they raid in 
And I thought it was going to be like, you know, you hop in the boat and then the game just automatically, I was going to say drives you, automatically rows you to where you need to be. You get to control the boat. You get, as you're, you know, in the boat, you you can ask them to start singing. You can tell them to stop. They'll start telling you Viking stories. And then you have certain commands when you well, when you reach a settlement that you can attack, you can either sail by it. Or you can press, I think it's triangle, and it'll raid. And instead of the boat just shifting towards the settlement and all your warriors getting ready to fight, um, your main character, you know, whichever one you choose, pulls out the Viking horn, the war horn, and blows it. And that it's the small things like that that they put into Valhalla that really bring the game to life. So, in short, yeah, I'm enjoying the game. Okay, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> um, uh, to clarify, I think that Ubisoft makes good games. Because I, I know it sounds like I'm a hater. I just I don't think that... I know, I always sound like a hater. I don't think a lot of their stories live up to the games that they can create. I can and that. for me, an open-world yeah, sure. Star Wars game should, uh, like, to me, be about the Star Wars story. Because I think Star Wars yes. is... Um, if, if it's not going to be a battlefront or a battlefield, and it's going to be canon, it should be about the Star Wars story. And a lot yeah. of times, one of the Agreed. reasons I'm not so into Star Wars is because a lot of times the stories can be fucked up. Like, look at this latest trilogy. Like, I thought it started out really great, and then it became trash. Um, and so a, a, a company Johnson. that will a company that'll make things like you know far cry 6 for example that's coming up like they're gonna try to tackle some serious issues how serious will they make it who knows like uh, you know uh, valhalla um i've heard complaints about valhalla like why is assassin's creed still going to this whole we're in a simulation thing because that pulls people out of the game when you go from being the viking back to the whole simulation story thing mm -hmm. and i think that when you make Ubisoft is very like the games are great, but sometimes story decisions um, and plot points aren't their strongest. Mm -hmm. And so for an open world game, I think that's one of that's going to be one of the biggest things that you should be looking for. And I don't know if they can handle it, but I think okay. their games are really good. So that should be me clarifying that. I don't uh, think they make bad games. It's uh, to, to go off one of the points you said about, you know, the simulation thing about being a Viking and then coming out of the simulation. I don't like that. I agree with you that, but after playing the games, especially Valhalla, it, to me, I know it's not the best way to do it, but it kind of feels like that's when they're telling you, like, okay, you know, you've been playing the game a while, take a little break. Oh, okay. no, no, I, no, 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 oh, I know, yeah. I know, I know, because no, because in my personal experience, when I, I, you know, I started playing the game, you start off a Viking, you don't start off with the simulation shit, um, stuff. Um, so but I'm playing the game, and I'm immer I'm like, I'm really immersed in it, and then all of a sudden, it's like. You know, the, it cuts to the cutscene where you're coming out of the simulation. I'm like, save game, turn off. And when I look so at the time, it's like, to babysit you. Yeah, I guess. Because I looked at the can't. time and I had been playing for a while. But that's the, okay. the thing, though. Yeah, but again, it's that's my interpretation over it. But um, to talk more about the Star Wars thing, I actually didn't know it was going to be a canon storyline until you said mm. it. Um, so I was going to say, I really hope the, you know, the story is it post Clone Wars, because I'm going to be honest, I'm tired of post Clone Wars. When I think Star Wars, I think lightsabers, Jedi and Sith. I don't think blasters. Um, so I'm, I, I'm burnt out over seeing everything that happens after Darth Vader dies. Um, it would be cool though. Not after Darth Vader dies, after Revenge of the Sith. It would be cool if this open world game, and I know this is a this would be a big project for Ubisoft, 
is revolved around Darth Vader because we have the Darth Vader comics and a lot of people, you know, mm -hmm. after Obi-Wan got his own show, they're like, oh, we should get a Vader movie because there's actually a lot of Vader content that could mm -hmm. go into making a movie or a show. But, you know, shit, if you're going to put it in a game, when you have someone as powerful as Darth Vader, I think that'd be the best way to capture Vader and his power, you know, at the height of his power. But, you know, if it's not going to be a Vader game, uh, a lot of people have been asking for a Knights of the Republic game, you know, which isn't the fans say it's canon, but, you know, Disney says, no, it's not. Knights of the Republic is not canon anymore, unfortunately. Yeah. So it'd be cool if they went back into that and kind of made, um, what's his name? Darth Raven, whatever. Revan. Revan. If yeah. They, yeah, they made something off of him. Um, I'm, I'm putting, I'm going to be overly optimistic. Uh, the One of the bad, okay, because... Cool. Because, you know, Ubi again, Ubisoft is Ubisoft. I've only played their Assassin's Creed game and, you know, Scott Pilgrim. But another game that they made that, you know, they were they were marketing that was going to be big. It was going to be a really good game. You know, it was something we've never played before was For Honor. And I played it. The story, I, have, I have it. The, the story was mid at best. Um, but the gameplay itself, like the game itself. So was, good. It... Mm, when it first came I out, I, I for honor is very much one of those games that's either love the gameplay or hate the gameplay. And but, yeah, but the thing is, you know, it, it, it at the beginning I was like, uh, and I sold the game back to GameStop, but I recently downloaded it again last year, and it's one of those games where you know the developer was like, well, we dropped the ball when it came out. Let's put some time in it. You know, let's what the hell is that word? I'm sorry, it's late. I'm getting tired. Um, yeah, tighten up. Let, let's refine some of the game's, you know, better mechanics and go off from there. And again, obviously, it's a Star Wars open world game. You wouldn't want that in the beginning. But I, I, I put my, my fruits in a basket with Ubisoft. I said that saying wrong, but... <laughs> I mean, they have Eggs cool things. Like, they have, um, you know, Mario and Rabbids, which is like, you know, they're great yeah. with working with people, if that's any indication. Like, Nintendo sure. and Ubisoft have a great relationship. They have amazingly fun stupid things like just dance like everybody loves just dance so hell yeah um, but both of those are not open world story driven stuff you know like um right. they have immortals phoenix rising and everyone praises the gameplay of that game um you know the breath of the wild clone and but no but i've i have not seen anyone being like oh yeah the story for this is amazing <laughs> like it's just been like well it's a drag sometimes the gameplay is fun and then it becomes a drag i haven't even heard anyone talk about the story so it's like mm, i don't know uh, kelly Kelly, Kelly, Kelly. Star uh, Wars open world game by Ubisoft. How you feeling? I don't really go for the single player Star Wars games, to be honest. I played mm -hmm. Battlefront because I want um, either War. shooter, yeah, shooter play, like player versus player, or I want like an MMO, like a Star Wars MMO. Like that's what I want, and that's what I realize that I want from games. Unless it's horror, it's scary. Single player is fine. Even though Outlast Trials, hopefully this year. Oh, uh, yeah, that's multiplayer. Uh, but, um, so, like, I want, if it's a scary game, I want, like, single player is fine, I'll play it. But, like, a single player Star Wars, I, I don't know that I would be into it. Like, I feel like we have Gabe, who's, like, excited, and then Brandon's like, I don't know, I'm pretty excited. And I'm like, I don't really care, just because, mm -hmm. I don't know, is that all we know? Open world Star Wars game? What What does yeah. that give me? Yeah. I, I don't. I'm not. That's it. We don't even know what era this is gonna be in. Yeah. So I. I not really. Post Clone Wars. It, it. Like honestly, I do agree with Gabe just because. Can't they see we want more Darth Vader content? Like 
Every Star Wars His daddy fan. Vader. His name Every... really means Dark Father. Every yeah, Star true. Wars fan wants Darth Vader content. If you give that to me, I'll buy your game. If you don't, I might not. I might skip it. Who knows? I don't know when it'll be out or what it'll be about. I guess I'll make my final decision later, but whatever. I like Star Wars. I'm not in love with it anymore like I was. Um, so this is kind of like a gray area for me at the moment. Uh, I'll say this little, real quick. Oh, go ahead. You go, go first, back Gabe. a little off Kelly. Um, what she said about you know, when she wants to play a Star Wars game, she wants that, you know, war aspect, the shooter aspect. That's something that I think Ubisoft doesn't have to pay attention to because Star Wars is a world that's filled with, you know, aliens and, you know, and different battles and stuff. And I will say about uh, when I played, what the hell was that? The Respawn one, uh, Fallen Order. Order. Something yeah. I did notice, like, even though I was playing as a Jedi, something I did notice was it, it felt a little empty at times. And, you know, again, if you're going to make a single-player open-world Star Wars game, you're going to have to fill it. And it's and it's something yeah. I, I think I talked yeah. about. It's something true. else I talked about on Twitter. It's um, going to be hard. For comparison, like The Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild is a single-player open-world game. And it's, at times, it feels empty. But then I played Age of Calamity, which is the same world, the same characters. But since it's a Toei, Toei, Kek, Toei Tech, Tech, Tecmo, Tecmo. Yeah, Tecmo. They did a good job of, you know, they gave you the same world, but they filled it with so many different characters that it felt alive for the, you know, and that's saying something for a Zelda game. So I think that's something Ubisoft has to pay attention to is how they fill that open world game. Yeah. And I'll just, I'll jump on that point real quick and also say my thing real quick. <clears throat> with Fallen Order, one thing that that game got could, could kind of get away with was that game was not open world. It was actually very more Metroid Prime slash Dark Souls themed, where you were going to these different planets, but you're going through very much Metroid Prime levels. Like it's not like you can go anywhere that you can see. Like there's very specific paths you can take in each planet to go around, and that's how that game was designed. It wasn't designed for you can go anywhere, and the planets were more like levels than you know worlds. Yeah. So what? So I'm wondering like. If this is going to be an open world Star Wars game, what does that mean? Are you only going to be in one planet of the game and just like really flesh that out, or are you going to multiple planets and then each other like kind of the zone? That's something that I I'm curious to see, and I hope they figure that out. And the last thing I'll say on the subject is regarding the story. It really just depends on who's working on it because there are people that work on Star Wars that care, like the people that make the Mandalorian, and then there's people that don't <laughs> care, and then there's people that don't like care, like the people that made like the Ryan Super Johnson. Punch. Yeah, like the, like I had a long conversation with like two of my friends like a few days after New Year's about Star Wars. About you can tell when people care about Star Wars and when they don't. Like the sequel trilogy was very much made because they want money because people want a new trilogy. Then you have the Mandalorian, Rogue One, and Solo, which are more you can tell are regardless of whether you like them or not, they're passion projects. They care, and that's why all that stuff happens in those movies slash TV shows. So there's a there's definite difference. And I want to give Ubisoft the benefit of the doubt and say they do care. And I just hope that in addition to caring, that they also understand Star Wars. And that's really what it's going to come down to. I think I think at the end of the day, this is probably going to be a really enjoyable game. It's just like you said, Drew. It's all just dependent on whether or not the story can match up to the gameplay. That's what that's the only real concern I have. Let's just hope there's not a dev over there that's like the dev that's dead by daylight. Who's just like, leave me alone about the Star Wars shit. And the yeah. Battlefront well, had colorblind mode. Like, on release. Yeah. Legit. Uh -huh. It did. 
So, did. Uh, I did. I can attest I to mean, that. I was just talking about a, deve- a developer that doesn't care for Star That's Wars. Dick. Just kind of throws shit together. Yeah. Uh, that would be me. Like, I'm working on a Star Wars game. All right, cool, whatever. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, hopefully this new Star Wars open world game pulls me in and proves me wrong. But speaking of scary games, because Kelly was talking about how she loves scary games, um, I'm going to close out with this, which is Ninja Theory has an upcoming psychological horror game called Project Mara, which will take place entirely in a single upscale apartment with some serious technology being utilized to create incredible realistic textures, lighting, and more. That's over from IGN. Ninja Theory, obviously, they make uh, Senua Sacrifice, and um, I think that's what their biggest title's for, and they were purchased by Xbox, right? The studio was purchased by Xbox recently. Um, uh, uh, Yeah, they're now a part of Xbox Game Studio. So, of course, we're looking forward to a really scary first-person title coming to Xbox, depending on, obviously, how scary it is. People have said that it's, first of all, Project Mara appears to follow a young woman plagued by mental terror based on real accounts and research. So, there is that. And, you know, anyone who's actually played Senua's Sacrifice knows that they they take a very, they take their research very seriously when they're working mm-hmm. on um, issues in video games. So this, to me, just sounds like it's going to be even scarier. People are getting a lot of yeah. creepy vibes from it because, you know, the whole uh, apartment hallway thing, which, like, that was another crazy issue. So that's coming out. And, of course, we had the Resident Evil Showcase today which we got a trailer uh, for Resident Evil 8. We got some gameplay for Resident Evil 8. We got Where's Ari the big re- woman? Re- re- revi- what was re- re- Reverse. Thank you. Reverse, yeah. Reverse. What a great Reverse, right. Uh, <laughs> that is a really good name, though. Shit. That's a great They name. are with the naming. Yes, they are with the naming, like, on point. Like, they Xbox, have been killing take, it. Take, take notes, Xbox. Yeah. I saw people talking shit about it, but I thought it was great. I was like, damn it. I was like, they're reverse, talking shit about the what? Characters, like the name. Um, I thought it was the great. Name? Like reverse, all the characters. Yo, crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, the name is great. They're insane. We've got the movie coming out to Netflix, the animated CG movie. Um, the Maiden is a demo that's available on PS5 right now. Stop it. Um, which you can go download. Um, anyway. I gotta stretch my leg out and let my cat out. So, how are you guys feeling about Resident Evil Eight, Resident wait, Evil Village, wait, wait. Um, and all the RE stuff? Yes. I have a quick question. That that game you're talking about, the horror one that's in an apartment, was that showcase? That was showcased in E3, right? No. Or am I thinking of a different game? You're thinking of a different game. I'm pretty sure it was not. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't. <laughs> Well, I, for one, watched the showcase earlier today because I am a Resident Evil fan, and I thought it was wonderful. Big woman, obviously, but I just, like, literally looking at, like, the girls that are, like, turning into flies, so I guess, like, the vampires turning into, like, bugs, I was like, this is sexy, for one. (laughs) For two, it was really giving me... Okay, so it was really giving me the kind of the Resident, because it is very similar to Biohazard, which was Resident Evil 7, and it's different than the than 6. So, like, I feel like 6 back is, like, a totally different era of oh, Resident sure. Evil, and this is, like, a new dawn from 7 Biohazard, and I like it a lot. And I played 7 before I really played a lot of scary games, and it messed me up. I had I was, like, taking vodka shots in the middle of the day to try to get through it. Because I was so terrified. 
Um, but it like kind of builds that in you. Whereas the other ones like, oh, ooh, zombies. Like Resident Evil 7 was legit horror. Like you're walking down mm-hmm. a hallway. It's dark. It's terrifying. It took on like that survival horror, really scary like kind of thing. And I think that's what they're going to do with Village. Um, it also have the Resident Evil monsters and stuff whatever they usually have decent storylines um i was really impressed with the quality of the look that was showcased even in the gameplay i mean the chair had gold trim and it was like shining i was like this looks like i'm looking at it sitting in front of me like it looks so good if i have to buy a new pc to play it in like the highest def i'm gonna do it i don't care it looks so good and it just looks like just what I've been like kind of waiting for. I've been feeling sale with the games I have. Like now I'm like looking forward to this and I'm very um, excited about more Resident Evil because like I said, seven was amazing to me. And I think this one's going to be also amazing. And the naming conventions. I mean, look at that village with the eight in it. It's just, it's just, I know. <laughs> and the re verse, like I would definitely play the re verse. Like it just looks like cool and interesting. Like they have a new idea. Like they, are putting new things out, but it's still like nostalgic enough and Resident Evil that you're like, okay, it's within the theme of the game, but it's something new that we haven't seen. So it's definitely interesting, and I'm looking, I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, I'll go really quick. Ariverse kind of looks like trash, but like quality wise, like it's a very Come on, it is a very. But it's like a side project. I mean, it's not like a. No. It's not even like a real thing. It's like just like a side project. They're like, you can have this as a treat, like that. So. Yes. So that's what I was actually gonna get to. Like, it looks really like a side project, but also it looks like a lot of fun. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm excited to play it. It's literally like a free here play with your friends as your favorite resident evil characters and that part i was like oh totally 100 percent down to do that because that reminds me of like resident evil 5 or resident evil 6 those like you said a different era in which yeah. you know we're able to play more of a uh, action action horror type game whereas 7 is like straight up or i've never finished it don't plan on finishing it i literally got to <laughs> like the beginning where i'm at the table and i know this guy's coming down the hallway and i'm like nope i can't I literally can't pass it. And I'm at broad daylight. Like, I cannot. Yeah. I can't. Middle of the day. I physically cannot. (laughs) I can't play that game. But I think it's really cool, you know, the tie-ins from older games into how um, Biohazard and Village is going to be. And we already know that Village is a part of, uh, obviously, Biohazard. You're playing as the same character. You're seeing familiar characters. Chris is going to be there. Chris is fine. I don't even... Never mind. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to... The point was, I am not going to play this, but I am super excited to watch other people play it. Because um, I think the, the conventions are really cool. Like, the character designs are really... Like, those plague women, I was like, oh, they're so disgusting. Like, give them to me in my face. Um, but then, you know, I'm also really squeamish. So, like, shut up. Don't... <laughs> Don't tell me that face. Um, I'm really squeamish. So like when they stab him in the leg and like drag him, I was like, oh my god, he just walked to the door. Like I can't, I can't deal with this. I just walked to the fucking front door, bro. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited to see what Resident Evil has in store. A little, I won't lie, I am a little disappointed that that was their, this is their anniversary stuff. Like I really thought we were gonna get, I guess more for the anniversary than just Resident Evil. A uh, Resident Evil Village, RE-verse, and a movie. I know a lot of people were hyping up and hoping that we would get a Resident Evil 4 remake. Um, we did get 2 and 3. Uh, 4 remake was not announced. 
Um, it, this is, I don't know, like for 25th anniversary, it was like 15 minutes. I was expecting a lot more, but I was very happy with what I did see. And it doesn't matter what I want because I'm not playing that shit anyway. Um, and that's, that's me. What about you guys? Uh, well, I would hold off on saying that's all their anniversary stuff because their actual anniversary is March 22nd. So they might be waiting for that day to give you guys more stuff. But me, yeah, but personally... they just had an entire, sorry, they just had, like, the whole point of this was to talk about not just Resident Evil Village, but, like, Resident Evil series for the 25th anniversary. Well, yeah. Now, but, you're, you know... you're right, they could show more stuff, but if there was a time, it was today. It could be the little sprinkle, the little sprinkles before the cake. Um but no, like, I don't play scary games. I only play Phasmophobia, and that's because my friends forced me to. But I did play Resident Evil 1 and 2 when I was a lot younger. I don't remember the game. It's probably good, because it probably scared the shit out of me. But, but, I didn't see the trailer either. But when I went on to Twitter, and I searched up Resident <laughs> Evil to try and make a tweet out of it, the first tweet I saw was the big woman. Everyone knows what I'm talking about. She was in all white. She had a white, big hat, beautiful face, bigger than the other women she was around. She is deemed the big woman. Every time I think of her, I will be thinking about Tormund from Game of Thrones when he's looking for Brienne and he says, is the big woman still here? She's my big woman. And look, if I have to connect my system in the living room where we have two windows in front a window behind and the dogs down there and my entire family sitting around for me to play that <laughs> game. I will play that game for a big woman. Oh my gosh. Say, that's she has convinced me to play the game. I don't even know her. She has a name apparently, but it's just big woman to me. And I'm excited <laughs> to play the game just for her. That's it. Oh, cool. I'm, I'm actually downloading the demo right now. You're not so gonna play. next podcast, you guys can... No, I'm going to play the demo because I don't have to fight or defend myself. Like, oh, yeah. Fine. It's just a story. Like, thing. It's literally just like visual, like, look how good this game is going to look on PS5. And take that's the only reason I'm playing it because I'm a graphics whore. I, I mean, if she's in here, I will take screenshots of her. Thank you. Um, but I'm totally going to play through the demo because I'm a graphics whore, but um, because I don't have to actually play the game. There's no way I'm playing 8. If I do, I will probably die. So, peace out, podcast. Um, Brandon? I don't have too much to say. The game definitely looked pretty good. Pretty good. I saw, like, the... I didn't see the entire trailer, unfortunately. Like, I was do, doing a few things. But from what I saw, it does look very good. Um, our, Resident Evil is a series that I've always wanted to get to, but I haven't really done so. Like, I played a bit of one, got stuck on puzzles, and didn't go back to it. Um, four I really enjoyed from what little I played of it. I got past the initial village and I just wanted to keep going. But I didn't own the game. I actually borrowed it from a friend. He needed it back, so I didn't. That didn't happen. I'll get back to it one day because I actually really enjoyed four. And I actually played a lot of Resident Evil Revelations on my Wii U of all things, and I really enjoyed that one. So it's a series I definitely do want to get into. Like I'm, I'm not as squeamish as real. But horror does get me. It just depends on what what kind of horror it is. Like I, I I've said this before on the podcast. I can't do pure horror. I like survival horror. So Resident Evil is something I can do for sure. Even if it's really scary, as long as I can defend myself with a with Kira. a melee weapon or a or a gun, I can usually handle it. I will tell you right now, Resident Evil Seven. I that, that oh I've seen seven. Not defend yourself. I've seen like I've I, seen seven. You are just gonna die. 
No, I've, I've, like I've, the seen, beginning seven, of that I've game, seen a lot of seven gameplay. Yeah. It's like, okay, spoiler alert, but like thir- first 30 minutes in that game, your limbs get sawed off. Like, right, oh, yeah, like, I know. You oh, cannot know. defend like that. I know. You are at the mercy like, of the Baker family. Yeah. The pay. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm clearly not going to survive. Yeah. Um, shit's crazy. I actually, my first Resident Evil was actually Resident Evil 5, obviously, because there was a black girl in it. Um, and it was great. It was a lot of fun. Uh, and then I, I, I played with friends, so that was even better because, you know, I can play with people. Playing by myself is just not going to happen. And then I played RE6, which was kind of trash. Oh. I did RE2, which was uh, scary. I think it was 2, right? Did I say it was 2? With the Lickers and Claire and Chris. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was such a struggle to get through. Oh, my God. It was so hard to play. Like, I played as... um. Whatever, this is going on long, so I don't want to talk about it. Uh, <laughs> anyway, is there any other um, last-minute Resident Evil or horror things you guys want to put out or anything else before we wrap up? Nope. No. Big woman. Nope. All right. <laughs> okay. Next week, I will have impressions on Resident Evil made in the PS5 demo um, if I can get through it, if I am not scared. Uh, well, we'll see about that. Um, and thank you guys for listening. Also, we're going to have some surprises coming up for our Patreon people and for anyone who watches the show soon-ish, maybe as soon as next week. We'll see. Um, but until then, continue to watch, subscribe. You can write to us on uh, Twitter at under- critical underscore HP, or um, you can email us at hpcritical uh uh gaming hp at gmail.com sorry it's really tired we're i'm really tired we're recording this really late thank you guys for listening and uh thank you guys for being my wonderful co-host for another week and we will see you all later bye everybody big woman big woman let's go hp critical